Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, a podcast where two geeks talk about living in an adulting world and the world needs to deal with it. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Big booty bitches, big booty bitches. That's one of the things I loved about fucking um, uh, the Boondocks. Yeah, <laughs> I need to watch that show again. That yeah. show was really good. Every time it you... was on, it was honestly too good. Oh yeah, and it was funny too because it's always like, oh, every time uh, you come across and you hear, uh, anytime they do something like BET or something that like that, it was always big booty bitches, big booty bitches. Well, there was a um. There was a an episode where I don't know if he just met, he was in a, I think he was in a coma or something. Mm-hmm. It had Martin Luther King Jr. in it, and it's one of those famous episodes. Oh yeah, and, the one that if if he lived, yeah, yeah. And then towards the end, they were they were at a church and there was an event and they were like playing gangster rap and fucking smoking weed, just be, like a big party. And he fucking snaps and he just goes, is this what I fucking did everything for? So you can be out here acting like fucking fools. And I was like, damn, like it was crazy. And I remember a lot of people in the black community, it sparked a lot of conversation. And I'm like, you know, it's that's shows like that only come maybe like once a decade, like something that really is hitting a nerve. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I I love when shows are like that. Not just stupid entertainment. I mean, we still need stupid entertainment. But <laughs> I, I like when something. <laughs> let's like be really, let's be real about that. We do need stupid entertainment, <laughs> right? I like when you. It's like it's funny, and then it's kind of not. <laughs> You're kind of like, oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, because yeah, I remember that too. Where he, uh, where they said if he had lived, and then he had the the whole thing about black culture. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember I remember that. Like being like, damn. Well, he's not totally wrong. <laughs> it's just the it's the whole. It's like getting too comfortable, and everybody, every culture is guilty of this, you know. Oh yeah. It's it's like oh, we're we now we've now reached a point where we're not being constantly beaten down. Now we're just gonna fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like well, what was all that fight for? You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, oh, we we did all that. Okay, well, that's my 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 grandmother used to get on my ass. Like, if I wasn't doing something productive, she'd be like, "Is this what our ancestors died for?" And I'm like, "Nana, please, <laughs> like, nothing in my life will ever atone for the oppression of the Irish people. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just trying to play Halo, Nana. <laughs> just trying to play Halo. <laughs> like, Jesus." <laughs> she's like well, well you're playing halo just remember that you're direct it was always it always she always did that direct ancestors we're trying to find food okay and i'm like oh my god 
<laughs> Give him a potato. Or I don't know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> I didn't start the potato famine, okay? <laughs> I told her one time because she was giving me shit. She hit me with a fucking spoon, too, because we were in the kitchen. And she was giving me shit. I was like, damn, you know, I don't know if you know this. I'm not British. <laughs> I said, you coming at me like I'm the problem. <laughs> fucking whack it up, shit. And that was the last thing I remember before I woke up in 2010. <laughs> for real. <laughs> hey, did you see that uh, that um, link I sent you on Messenger for the uh, extended uh, the multi monitors for a we- for a laptop? Was it that last link you sent me? Yeah, that thing looks scammy as fuck. I don't know where <laughs> that link was from. I was like, is this motherfucker hacked? <laughs> Uh, I said I I saw that uh, on one of the ads and I sent that over to you. I was like, oh, that's kind of a nifty idea. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know how lo- how long it would last, but you know, it's nifty. But then it's like the added weight. Like, is it? I would see a stockbroker using something like this. One because they can afford it, <laughs> <laughs> and two, I didn't even see I've the seen, cost of it. I didn't even see the cost I've seen of some it. Some fucking day trader setups. They got like six monitors, bro. Because they oh, have yeah. to watch so much analytics coming it's, in. It's I watched um one of those uh um the, the games one of those GameStop documentaries, you know, where they were uh showing about, you know, the whole that GameStop stock thing and all that stuff. And every time they spoke to a fucking um to a fucking uh whatever you call those day trader guys, those mm-hmm. you know, they always had like six monitors. Always and and it's like all graphs and I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of thinking those are all like wallpapers. <laughs> <laughs> They're really not doing anything. They're not no. doing anything. They just, you know, they just click those or some are even those animated wallpapers. So they look like they're moving or whatever. Well, I was watching, I was watching a guy. Um, he lives in a, in New York. He's a day trader and he, um, you know, it's New York. So he has like a studio apartment, real small, you know, right. and he did this cool thing where he built a loft into the apartment. So like, he has an elevated bed and a desk underneath to maximize space. So that's what I was watching. <laughs> but he set up his uh, his day trading setup. I said, Jesus Christ. This dude had six monitors, all like line, like matrix style. Like they're all next to each other. And then he had a little fucking tablet that was mounted too. I don't even know what he did on that. And that was on the side. I was like – this job looks fucking stressful. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. If you have you to have more than two so monitors, much. if you have to have more than two monitors, that might not be a job anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a lifestyle, bro. Because <laughs> I, have, I have two monitors. So I have two 27-inch monitors, and I'm, I'm blessed enough to have them be the exact same monitor, and I have them vertically stacked, and it's, it's amazing. It's more than I'll ever need. You know, and every once in a while, I flirt with the idea of getting a third one, but vertical. Mm-hmm. But then I go, no, I don't need it. And if I do that, then it will be off-centered. And then I'll go, now I need a fourth one. <laughs> you know, and it just it's it never ends. Like right. you have to you have to set a cap <laughs> and, be, and be diligent with it. Oh, shit. Yeah, because at some point it's kind of like, well, what are you doing that for? Yeah, like it'd be it'd be different if I had a job that required it. But I literally, and especially recently, I only use my computer for fun and like life management. I'm not I'm not fucking doing any work on it. Right. 
Well, it's it's funny because it's funny you say that because I still remember when I went to the uh, when my internet was out one time and I went to the library and I saw this dude had brought his own fucking rig to the fucking library <laughs> and plugged in his uh, had his monitor and then had a sideways monitor on one of these localized as he was just like you know working on it. I was like, oh, are you fucking I wonder, kidding? I wonder me? what he was doing. Like what? What was so important that A, you need that many monitors, and B, you're at the fucking library to do it? Right. Like, what right? couldn't wait? <laughs> I need to know. And it's like he had the other one, he had the side monitor, and I'm thinking, like, is he like coding? Because that's naturally the only thing I think of when, yeah. you know, you, you see that he's like, he's coding or whatever. But it was kind of like. Probably was actually, now I think about it. Yeah. But he had his whole, like, he had his fucking desktop in there. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! What the hell, dude? Like, like, uh, what were you doing before that? Like, that's the kind of thing that I was thinking. Like, what did you, you know, what were you doing before? Or how many times have you come to the library and I did? Or were was he going to school and then like the school library was closed or whatever? You know, because it was kind of like I don't remember like <laughs> seeing a dude with his whole fucking rig inside. Basically, the- what what are you doing where you can't take a day off? Like, why are you here? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You ain't got no PTO. Right. Like you had to come to the fucking library. Oh, uh, was um. Oh God, there was something I was gonna say about it. Um. Oh, it just reminded me of that meme that we see, like of McDonald's, the kid at McDonald's where, with free Wi-Fi, yeah. took his whole fucking gaming rig. Yeah, over that's the- a dumbass gamer though. They'd be doing wacky shit. I gotta, I gotta play that Call of Duty, bro. You know, I, I can't. It's not. It's not a question of when. Right. It's not a question of if, it's a question it's of when. when. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you guys have read my uh, my latest post on the Lazy Geeks, uh, this episode shouldn't come as a surprise to you. If you haven't, well, happy December. Um, this is going to be the series finale of the OG Lazy Geeks podcast. Again. <laughs> We love to change things up, you know. Um, Keep you on your toes. There, there was a there was a reasoning behind this, and nostalgia um, was the reasoning. We went back to this. To be <laughs> completely honest. Um, well, no, there, there, there was other reasons for that. Um, the big one of the big the one of the big things that when I re, when I asked Adam if to to restart this podcast was there was a time limit. There was a time cap on this because if the, if we restart this podcast and I wanted to see if we can get a bigger bump and I, and I, and I know, you know, things, you know, happen this year that probably hinder that. But to be honest, even before that, the, the, we didn't, I, I didn't notice the bump that would require me to do this for, or do this series for another, you know, 400 episodes or what have you. Um, and uh, after, you know, with things that had happened and, and, and stuff like that, I started to really look at the number schemes and stuff like that. And I just didn't see that. Another thing, too, was the choice on it. There were two reasons. One, I felt kind of felt like I was bullied into it a little bit with some people that I, were t- I was talking to about it. And they were talking about brand recognition and stuff like that. And it's like, well, this is the brand and, you know, you really shouldn't you know, do you, do you that, um, give that up. But at the same time, there was also, 
a certain sense of comfort for me. When we restarted this, you know, this was last year and, you know, everything that happened to me personally last year, you know, with the loss of my brother and stuff like that, it kind of gave me a sense of comfort. Even though we were doing the other show, there was a certain sense of comfort for me on this. Um, having been, you know, almost a year and a half since then, um, I think personally, I'm starting to get out of that sense of comfort. Um, and as I've been looking at stuff like that, I am actually getting tired of the news shit. And it's like, you know, so, you know, there's someone's like, well, you can just do this without the news. The Lazy Geese was really being geeky. And there's actually a lot of reason that I'm actually getting um, tired, I guess, of geeky uh, news because it's all the same. Um, all of it is about how this may, you know, the iPhone 84 may be coming out and it's going to have, you know, 3D imaging coming out of the phone and which we, we saw a lot of that when the iPhone 12 was supposed to come out. It was supposed to be like, oh, it's going to have all this different stuff and none of that should ever materialize. Every time a new device comes out, we're on to the next one. And now we're on to, oh, how Marvel is going to blow this shit and it's going to, this is going to suck and how it's just turned into a negative a negative space that I don't even want to be a part of anymore. And, you know, and Adam and I are even, you know, most of the stuff that we even talk about, it, it's not even that geeky anymore. The only thing that's really geeky about this is just basically some of the news portions that I put in there. Um, it's so, a 24 hour news cycle all over. It's, they don't have anything to really talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so they keep just putting you on strings and shit. Yeah. And then you're, see, you know, and, and one thing too on social media, you're seeing all these quote unquote Marvel fan sites that all they post is, oh, report coming out that Marvel's reevaluating phase five and phase six because of the failure of phase four. But there's no link to it. There's no like, hey, this is where it's coming from. None of that. And everything's clickbaity. Yeah. And it's not even that. It's like an Instagram post on Facebook for these things. There's no link to it. It's just a picture of a of a theory, and then that's it. And but they bait it as news. Like this is a new report is saying this. Is I'm okay with someone having a like a an opinion that doesn't match mine. I actually enjoy reading that. The problem is it's never a well thought out opinion. It's just this sucks because it does. You know, right. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you can't just you, like tell me what you think so I can either reinforce my opinion or change mine. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not helping me here. And, and even even that, you know, it's like, oh, well, this sucks because it didn't fit my fan fiction of the way it should be. It's like that's not a valid thought <laughs> because you- general to the new and I know it's it's just the news, but like it's not that fucking serious. You know what I mean? Like people sometimes with entertainment news, they act like it's a it's it's a nuclear bomb threat or like no (laughs) one. It's it's a fucking movie, dude. Right. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, so it's it's that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, on a personal note, it's just, you know, I'm not I've lost my taste for a lot of stuff over the past year. And could be mindset it just could be whatever but i love doing the podcast and um so after our little break i i discussed with adam about what i wanted to do and adam like everything is like whatever i don't care um 
<laughs> you know? uh, I mean, it's not that I don't care. I just – our reasons for doing this podcast are completely different. We both want to do it, but we don't do it for the same reasons. So you changing it every once in a while is irrelevant to me because it still satisfies the reason why I do the podcast. So I don't care. If you don't want to talk about news, whatever. If you do, whatever. It, it's not that big of a deal to me. Steve's a very sentimental person. Like, I'm not. Like I, I do the podcast because I, I enjoy hanging out with my friend, basically. That's the real reason why I do the podcast. I don't give a fuck what we're talking about. As long as it's fun. If it's not fun, then I might say something. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not vibing with this shit. You know what I mean? But that, And I remember that the big... The, the only time where I was kind of like, I can't do this anymore, was when we were doing news all the time. And I was just like, I don't care. I don't. And that was more when we were writing it. Like, I think it was like some stupid, some asinine three articles a day that I was trying to commit to. I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. I don't want to do this. You know, but for the podcast, yeah, I'm, I'm just here to have a good time. I'm here to hang out with my friend, you know, virtually. <laughs> You know, so it's not if, you know, Steve is a little bit more into this, the creation of entertainment media, and it, it's more of a serious thing. Um, so it makes more sense for me to just take a back seat and go, okay, man, we'll do whatever you want. So then we're both happy. You know, that's that's really I'm, I'm here for Steve's happiness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, um, you're not doing a very good job as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I fully agree with you. I think um, – there's a str- there's always been a struggle with me with the news because I generally don't care about what most what most is going on. Like we'll be talking about something sometimes, and I'm like, this isn't important. Like, and and I think, and again, that like Steve mentioned, his mindsets. It's it's a mindset where at the end of the day, I can't be that emotionally invested in a movie. You know, I can I can like a movie, but I'm the type of person if I don't like something, I just ignore it. <laughs> I don't really have like or or the constant um, where everyone's trying to be upset at everybody. Like perfect example, and Steve Steve and I joke around about this, of course, but like the DC movies and how they haven't been all that great. Like, and I've enjoyed a few of them and stuff like that. But it's this antagonistic style of journalism lately. Not even lately. Um, like, if you like this movie, you're a fucking garbage human being. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Or with um, uh, one thing I've noticed with Marvel, which sucks too because I like Marvel movies and most Marvel fans are great. But the the journalism behind it is like if you don't like this Marvel movie, you're a fucking retard. Like, and it's like you can't do that. <laughs> like, that's not journalism. Well, that's like, you're just being a dick. That's like now it's like, you know, when – and we'll talk a little bit about more about this later. The Garley, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, James Gunn wrote and directed it, you know, and promoted it on his Twitter and Instagram feed. And people are attacking him because they're like, the head of DC shouldn't be cross-promoted for a competitor. And I'm like, bro. But he wrote and directed But he wrote and directed it. It's like, you don't think he has any commitments to this? And and that, none of none of this shit will cause me to, like, quit anything but the whole marvel versus dc it's just old it's tired yeah like marvel and dc don't even do that like <laughs> i don't know why it has to be a ones and zeros game just like both yeah. or don't like both or fuck off like just <laughs> whatever you know what i mean like lately i've been 
I'm going to be honest. Like I've been reading comics a little bit lately. I've been reading a little bit more Marvel comics. It's a different style a little bit, you know, and DC's DC's storylines lately have been fucking weird and I haven't really been enjoying them. But Spider-Man's always got my back. You know what I mean? So it's like, who cares? Like people who limit themselves like that are fucking weird. Like why limit yourself? Just, just watch all of it. Do all the drugs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, so yeah, so we've, you know, so this episode will be not only the last of the year, but the last one that we had. No reboots, no, as, as Thanos said, you know, no resurrections this time. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, so this will be the final episode of the Lazy Geeks, the OG podcast. Um, starting next year though, we will be resurrecting another one, which I wasn't sure about if I was going to just go ahead and like, oh, well, if I, you know, cause I, I did come up with a new name because it wasn't used. And then I went and tried an, an old name wondering if somebody else had used it and R still came up on top. <laughs> All of our shows, which we ended about over a year and a half ago. Um, so the truly pointless podcast We'll be returning simply because it's just going to be whatever we want to talk about. My whole theory was we're two guys com- um, talking about how great our childhood was and hate why things have to change. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I do. I really enjoyed recording that one, that style, because um, Steve and I are kind of unique in a way where we look at things a little differently, but we, we usually end up at the same conclusion. And it's it's interesting, at least to me. We take, really, we, to be honest, I record the podcast for myself. Y'all want to come along, that's great. We both take but, two different Google routes to get to the same place. That's right. Um, Sometimes I'm on Bing. You know, I like to switch it up. <laughs> you know? No wonder you end up all over the place. <laughs> oh, by the way, who, who was bullying you into brand recognition oh there was a couple of people that i that i spoke to some other creators and stuff oh, like that okay. and, and they were just kind of like really pushing the brand stuff and Damn steve going to creator parties and <laughs> talk to nobody and uh and so but yeah so it was kind of like eh. but um but yeah so the truly pointless podcast is back it is available on spotify and apple Podcasts, as well as all previous 28 episodes i still had those episodes um and I was wondering if we should start a new or just bring it back up again. And then Adam was just, I was kind of leaning towards, I kind of want to put him back up. And then we can just do a trailer later saying that, okay, we're coming back January, whatever. And then uh, Adam was like, fuck it, put them all back up there. Well, it's because and, that podcast is not very time dependent. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what the date was and, for most of the shit we're talking about. And the, the, the truly point of this podcast came out was out when we were still doing the lazy geeks because it was actually the the preamble to us recording yeah. the lazy geeks because we thought like hey you know some of the shit we talk about would be a good little podcast so we started doing that and we usually spoke for an hour to sometimes a, uh you know our half an hour to an hour and then i would just throw it up there so that's kind of what i'm going to continue doing with this one so in january the truly point of this podcast will officially be back so if you want catch up on all 28 episodes they're up now and you can, you can um, subscribe to it and, and, and listen to those shows. So I figure with all the shows, if you, especially if you haven't listened to it before, you know, you can be able to, uh, you know, you'll have enough content to get you through to when we come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the future of this. And as far as the website goes, um, I think I'll probably do 
minor blog posts every once in a while, but I think it's just going to mostly be hosting of the, the, the shows. Um, I think I'm going to devote more of my writing attention to the Gen Xer pod um, and um, the content that I'm going to do there. But I think I'm going to focus more on my stuff. Cause like I said, you know, the new stuff is getting kind of annoying. And even when I read some of the new stuff, it's kind of like, this is kind of interesting, but not enough for me to write about it. Right. And um, I'm not even involved in the website anymore. So, right. So um, it's just Steve doing stuff like the news <laughs> thing. The news thing for me was always kind of dumb. And Steve used to go, well, you're supposed to add your opinion. I go, but who fucking cares what my opinion is? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it's just a different, a different mindset really. Cause I, I would be like, okay, I'm going to read this news article, then reword it and then add my opinion at the end. But I'm just some schmuck. Like who fucking cares what my, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't make this funny. So it's dumb. Like if it's not funny, like why would I do it? But uh, yeah, that's, that's me. I think mine's more of a patience thing. Like I'm just like, I wouldn't, I don't want to do this, but uh, also just being busy, you know? Um, so so yeah, so that's that's where it is. That's where it's going. Um, if you're and if you're listening to the away team, we're still doing that. We're we've got a new episode coming this week, and then next week we're gonna have I think our last two of the year, and then we're gonna take a little break. And then when we re, when we relaunch the truly pointless, we'll also relaunch the uh, the uh, the away team at that point too. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so that's that's everything that's going on now. Um, now moving away from that, uh, as we've been off for, for two weeks, uh, the guardians of the galaxy holiday special came out the day after Thanksgiving, which was nice to have something that comes out after Thanksgiving, you know, that's, that's Christmas related, um, as opposed to, oh, here's something to watch before Thanksgiving on October 15th. November 1st here and there you go it's like now you're just being disrespectful like <laughs> all right yeah, I watched it uh, I watched it last night yeah so thoughts I thought it was cute yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't um you there was a little bit of, of lore that we got in it which I thought was cool I love Mantis so anything <laughs> that's um with her in it a lot I really enjoy I really liked how they expanded her a lot yeah. in this it gave her a lot to do <laughs> i love when she was checking tracks this shit was so funny <laughs> um but it was just good it was just fun it was a fun it was a fun uh little thing to watch and um at for i will admit at first when i was watching a little bit about yondu ruining christmas i'm like i hope the whole thing ain't like this is stupid but then you realize like oh it's just how that dude remembered it you know and so it was like simplistic but um, no, it was cute. You know, pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. And, um, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird that it wasn't centered around. I, I expected it to, to be like mostly Quill cause it's the guardians of the galaxy, but it wasn't. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the, it was kind of cool. I liked the way they did the cartoons as a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool things that, um, when I've been watching some uh, YouTube reviews on it, people weren't sure like how they did it. But if they just simply read uh, James Gunn's Twitter feed or Instagram feed, they rotoscoped those. So basically, Michael Rooker and the kid and and um, and them basically acted out and they just um, animated over them. 
Um, oh, cool. So that's why some of it looked a lot more lifelike than. Yeah, it was than, an interesting art style. Yeah. So it was, uh, so it was rotoscoped, which was nice. I, I read that and I thought that was funny. A couple little things that I thought were hilarious, um, that some people didn't know or some people dismissed. That was Mark Hamill drinking that, uh, that bottle of, uh, alcohol after they went to go chase down Kevin Bacon. Oh, uh, cool. That, that was Mark Hamill there. And, um, also, uh, Kara Sedgwick, which most people don't realize that's who's another actress who that's, you know, Kevin Bacon's wife. And that was her voice on the phone. <laughs> so, oh, so, right so Kara Sedgwick is part of the Marvel universe now, as well as Henry Winkler. I now, I guess, because, mm -hmm. you, you know, know, what I thought was funny. I saw a, a few people saying, wow, Kevin Bacon was really good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> did did you think he wasn't going to be good? I know. It's Kevin like, Bacon. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, they're American treasures. So, right. and, But all of them, and I think it's younger fans, yeah. will be like, wow, they were really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why they got the role, genius. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Kurt he's- Russell, Kurt Russell was so good as Ego. Oh, he made God. that movie for me, oh, like, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, and that it's so like- um, that song is my new song. That's a banger Christmas song. Um, that I don't know. song is dumb. <laughs> this song is hilarious. I love that song. That's on my Christmas playlist now. That uh, one that sounds like a drunken Irishman singing, though, that one is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that song. I loved I loved in the intro where they showed the Santa Claus in the comic panels. Yeah. And else, and I was like, oh, that's right. Santa's in the Marvel Universe, you know, and uh, he's a mutant. Um which I think is kind of hilarious that DC and Marvel both have Santa as like, and they and it's it's so funny because you can use Santa if you take Santa Claus from both DC and Marvel, they're perfect representations of how those universes operate. Yeah, because Marvel makes it a little bit more grounded, like it's a it's a it's a mutant. He has mutant powers. DC, he's like a spirit of a dead god like it's just some <laughs> fucking weird shit it's like way out there like sometimes dc's like we could make this make sense but fuck it <laughs> but fucking why <laughs> <laughs> um i the music choices i thought in the movie were great yeah um and uh it wasn't that long what was it like 40 minutes yeah it was only like 40 minutes yeah. uh my favorite is when they're performing that song in the intro and the guy does that spin wheel with his arm and then quill's like oh that's kind of cool and th that one chick that nowhere chick kind of tries to do it herself like she doesn't understand like what the fuck is this about uh, i love their reaction too to the song all the aliens are kind of like whatever dude except for groot you know he's groot's all jamming into him and that fucker looked yoked out like, yeah, he even hit the gym. Dude, it looks like that's Vin Diesel in the you costume. What's, like, what's <laughs> funny though is that I'm starting to realize, especially when I watch this, that we, we're obviously we've been watching Groot age. Um, the original Groot was an old man. Yeah. Like if you really look at it, because he used to, I was I watched some clips from the first Guardians. The way he moves and he's kind of more deliberate and slow. He was old. Like he, yeah. he moved like an eighty year old. Yeah. I was like, damn, I didn't even fucking catch that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did that too because because we've seen it going all the way up to like you know Infinity War and Endgame and and all this, and then we kind of forget, you know, that Guardians was did that kickoff phase two. Or was, I think so. Or because yeah, I remember it came out like. Yeah, I think it was somewhere around phase two. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I, 
I was kind of, I was really happy with it because, you know, you guys heard me before I had said that it looked like it was going to be one of those old school, like Christmas specials from the seventies and eighties. And it really was. And it really was because there was, there was cheesiness to it. But I think James Gunn being who he is really captured the sentimentality that made it mm-hmm. not as cheesy where, especially at the end where you started to really feel it. It's cheesy, but it's that good that fucking heartwarming cheesy yeah you know what i mean and there's nothing wrong with that especially around the holidays we all need a little bit of that yeah but um yeah i oh that also reminds me i i saw an article just before we got on here that um gun gun mentioned about the dc universe and like the future plans oh yeah he's taking inspiration more from star wars than marvel yeah which I was like, is that a good thing? I said, well, it's, it's James Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really worried about it. I know. It's like at this point, we're kind of like, we're going to trust him on this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and uh, you know, the story focusing on Drax and and um, and Mantis was great. I love that. Um, I want to know why why they are so angry at actors. Like, where did that come from? Fuck? Well, it, it's obviously a bit like it's funny because they're actors. Right. But yeah, it was very much like <laughs> actors of the fucking bane of the universe. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, uh, and then Nebula, I guess all actors aren't total pieces of shit. You're like, Jesus, God. But that actually is like, um, that is a thing that people think that act, the people in Hollywood are all garbage. Right. You know, like you hear it said a lot on the East Coast. Like, the, all actors are fucking trash or they're all in sex cults or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I love the, I love how we got the little where Yondu started collecting the little, the little troll things on his dashboard mm-hmm. where we saw on that one and then how cool got his guns. Um, which is a perfect father son gift. <laughs> you give him <Yeah>. weaponry. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I thought the my favorite part was, you know, when they lit up the thing and the, the just it all looked great. But Quill's reaction when he started walking up to his gift and he starts hearing the voice, it goes from a total <laughs> smile to like, oh my God, what the fuck that is in so here? Funny. Dude, the funniest part of the show for me was fucking Rocket. Rocket's like, um, don't worry. He's talking to Kevin Bacon. He goes, don't worry. No one's going to hurt you. And then Kevin Bacon immediately goes, a talking raccoon. And then they have to hold him back. He's, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> and I, 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 Quill's reaction to the whole thing is great because he's like standing there and he's like, and then Human when he, traffic. <laughs> and then Drax is like, yeah. <laughs> you see Mantis. I felt bad for Mantis. She looks so sad. Like she's like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and then he's like, no, this is, you know, this is great. I'm good. And then all of a sudden he's like, what did you do <laughs> to, to Mantis? <laughs> My favorite line though is, is, um, you can't outrun me, Bacon. <laughs> it was Nebula. <laughs> It's like, go get Kevin Bacon. She immediately takes a gat out. She's like, got it. He's like, don't like, kill him. <laughs> you can't outrun me, Bacon. Um, that was great. It was cool seeing Cosmo. And then yeah, speaking to speaking cool. to. Yeah. Using the Russian accent, which I thought was great. It was the chick, um, the chick from the second Borat movie um, that played, uh, I think, Borat's daughter. I think she's the actress that played the voice for that one. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, I will not do this if you keep demeaning me. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I want another one of those delicious treats you have in that bag. 
It was so great. <laughs> um, so yeah, and yeah, uh, it was definitely. I, I think I'm gonna watch it with the kids um, closer to Christmas. Um, they'll enjoy it. It's it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is great. It's kind. I'm kind of sad that they're only making one more movie, but I guess it's good. Go out on top. We don't yeah. need to, you know, overdo it. Yeah, which uh, which leads us into uh, yeah, probably that's gonna that's definitely going into my Christmas rotation for like Christmas content. Yeah, is that Guardians of the Galaxy one? Um, last week for some reason, one day last week, everybody decided to release trailers. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, <for> real. <laughs> what the fuck um so let's start with the first one because let's start with this one because i'm i'm I actually i'm kind of over it the transformers beast wars trailer um and, and so i'm i'm, go I'm gonna say this real quick go for it i'm i've been over the transformers movies but this one i'm almost upset because <laughs> this one got me and it didn't get it didn't get Steve. He's a little older than me, but when I was a kid, Beast Wars was that cartoon, bro. Like we, I was fucking so into that shit, and I was like, "Is that Beast Wars?" Like I fucking <laughs> freaked out when I was seeing that shit. And but then there's part of me going, "It's just a fucking dumbass Transformers movie." But then I saw that Michael Bay's not directing. Like, well, maybe, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because I've also heard that this is supposed to be kind of a soft reboot like they're yeah. kind of trying to move into a different direction i like the transformers movies visually the the graphics are amazing you know and transformers are cool and all that but they really need to move away from the michael bay style of transformers movies yeah. because it's he's just a, not a good director it's boring you know oh in my opinion what one thing that i i forgot to mention in in the Guardians of the Galaxy things. So, uh, GoBots are in the Marvel universe. That made me laugh. <laughs> it, it's it kind of sucked too because like I I watch you know you guys know I watch reactions and I was watching people react to that and obviously it's a generational thing because only two people that I that I watch knew fucking GoBots and were like holy shit GoBots like I knew the GoBots I knew the GoBots of course because they were the rivals to the Transformers. <laughs> They were the poor man's transformers, is really yeah, what they real. were. Uh, but yeah, when I saw that, when I was, I was like, "Holy, Gobots killed his cousin!" I was like, "What the fuck? Gobots are in the Marvel universe? Like, what the fuck?" Well, they can't. The Transformers can't be because I think they're IDW. I think all the comics. Well, are the, IDW. yeah, but they're also a uh, Paramount property. Well, yeah, but yeah. still, I'm just saying someone else owns them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't th think anyone gives a fuck about the GoBots right now, <laughs> <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. And then that scene where he's beating the shit out of that <laughs> that GoBot cosplayer <laughs> was fucking hilarious. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention was um, when he's like, "Hold on, I need to go back for my little man." The like, <laughs> out he's like, "No, he says, well, it's not fair. You get to have your your thing." He goes, "That's because I was responsible enough to hold on to it." <laughs> It's just the conversations were so funny. And just seeing Mantis in this almost like motherly role in that <laughs> yeah. thing was just dumb. Like I was like, what the fuck? Dude, that attack she did when she was going after Kevin Bacon would have freaked me the fuck out, dude. Oh, when she was on the wall and yeah. shit? Nah, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I get why he's running. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, f but back on the Transformers, the only Transformers I was actually happy with was the first Transformer movie because it was new. It was different. It was cool. It was like, cool, cool. Transformers. And I fell off the rest of them until Bumblebee. Um, I really liked Bumblebee. I thought the story worked out well. Yes, I know Haley Steinfeld's in it, but we're going to put past that. It was still a good movie. And it was the first Transformer movie not directed by Michael Bay. 
Um, yeah. And I thought that 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 did really that was um, a good Transformers movie. Um, Beast Wars, I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, I could be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not amped up for it. Um, so they, they they definitely got me with the nostalgia, but I I still think the premise of the Transformers movies can be can be good. I think they can make some good shit out of there, but they really need to go back to the drawing board on how they present it. I'm just going to say James Gunn. Just get James Gunn. Oh, everything Jesus. everything will James Gunn make everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, just, I, I He's like he's I, running DC, he's going to run Marvel, he's going to run D, um uh Star Wars, he's going to run the Transformers stuff. He'll reboot anything and we'll we'll be fine. <laughs> I enjoyed um the first 3 the ones that had the uh, Sam Witwicky in them. Oh, right, right. Because I like, unfortunately, he's fallen from grace. You know, well, he has <laughs> some issues he's trying to work out. But um, I like him. I think he's hilarious. You know, so I, I like that dynamic. Um, the ones after that, I kind of fell off. I did watch with, with one. Your, with your boy? With your boy? I watched one with Mark Wahlberg. And I'm <laughs> like, it, it was just, the, the problem is, is that I don't think they're bad movie. It's just... It's like they're like, hey, this first one really worked, and they just keep following that formula, yeah. and it just gets boring. You're like, I don't need to watch this. Hey, hey, Optimus, say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like zany one-liners, yeah. and then and then you're going to hit the emotional bit that's going to last about five minutes, and then they're going to lo- start losing, and then they win, and then there you go. Yeah, you know, it's like we get it, you know. So if they can kind of rewrite it a little bit i think it, i think it will be i think it will be good cuz like i said visually it's the shit so. um and uh and the one that i was really really surprised with was indiana jones 5 or what I'm is surprised it? it's even happening to be um, completely honest <laughs> uh that trailer really kind of got me in the feels a little bit really yeah. kind of brought back that uh that sentimentality i love the way they did the slow play of the uh indiana jones theme mm-hmm. uh that was really cool i really liked how that worked out the de-aged harrison ford looked fucking amazing yeah, they're getting real good at that yeah i mean it's not like we don't have a i mean a lot of times they say the reason why like the last one that i thought looked really good was robert downey jr in civil war mm-hmm. when they made him look like he did in the 90s and you know, and I was talking to my friend Patrick about it, and he was saying, "Well, a lot of these guys, especially, and the Kurt Russell actually looked pretty good when in Guardians too." But they said that um, if the actor, like the where they pull, is they pull images from movies and content that that person. So if you're hitting the high point, like right at the high point where Harrison Ford was in everything in the '80s, and Kurt Russell was everything in the '70s, and and all they have that so stuff, much data to pull yeah. from, and Robert Downey Jr. in the '90s, you can just make a really, really solid. Um, um younger version and and uh yeah I, I think i think where the tech would fall apart is if people were trying to do it for like normal people because yeah. you don't have a lot of recorded content for the average human being right yeah <laughs> and uh so that that looks really cool i like the um um i like that sala is back in it i really like i i, I missed him in the last movie um so yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see how this one goes, but I liked how they they at the end of the movie they played or at the end of the trailer they played a reverse on his um his trick from the original movie when all of those people were there and he had guns and he took his whip out and he started throw, whipping it around and then they all come up and pull their guns at him and he gives kind of that look which was like the reverse of what happened in the first Indiana Jones movie. I still think the funniest thing 
about all Indiana Jones movies to me is the first one was the Nazi one, right? Yeah. Well, the first and third. Okay, so I think it was the first one where if you removed Indiana <laughs> Jones, the, it would have played out the exact same, same way. way. Yeah, it just makes me laugh. Yeah, so much. Like I don't know if the director realized that, if the writers realized that, but he had l- no impact whatsoever <laughs> on the storyline. Yeah, it, it just, that w- it's not even a knock on it. It's just so funny. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, that's the first movie. Yeah, Raiders in and on the Lost Ark. Yeah. After that, he was like the cornerstone of all the storylines. But just that one, it was. Like, <laughs> You just fumbling around. You just go home. Yeah. There's no reason to There's be there. No reason. The Nazis will wipe themselves out. The arc will remain uh, there until you know whenever. Um, but maybe it's commentary to real life where evil never prevails. Truly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But but the but in the end, the U.S. did get the arc. That's right. You know. So you know, as uh, it should be. No, America. Kidding. America. <laughs> The oldest nation. I saw some comment. People were trolling hard on Reddit. They were saying that America was the oldest nation on the planet, and it was the birthplace of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a couple people. You guys are so dumb. That's and they just kept going. It's like, no, you're dumb. You don't realize the true history. Americans are so stupid. You really think this? It's like you don't. The trolling was so fucking. I'm surprised MAGA didn't pick it up as a as a as you know a cornerstone of their new platform. It was like going I yes. Mean, I don't think MAGA uses Reddit. Yeah, that's but, true. That's you true. Know. Um, and last but not least, the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three looks like it's going to be a sad move. I know, dude. That image, that dissolve between Rocket as a baby raccoon to now kind of ar- already had me. Yeah, like I saw. I was hurt like, my feelings. I was like, going, oh. And um, obviously, we know from the looks of it, especially with Mantis and, and Quill, that someone's going to die. Um, and people are over there because James Gunn is using, you know, uh, Rocket's words, you know, let's go to the sky one last time kind of thing. That's saying that Rocket's going to die. I think it's going to be Drax. There's one there's one image where Drax is, you know, shot dead center. But there was something that made me think about it because I was rewatching someone's... Um, not rewatching, but I was watching someone's uh, YouTube reaction and they were watching the original Guardians. So I, I was just kind of watching it. And then there was a point where Drax tells Quill and all of them, he goes, to die in battle would be an honor. He goes, I be, get to be my, my wife and daughter um, again. And I thought about it. I thought that could be it. Like the gladiator. Yeah. And, you know? and him dying, of course... You know, we're probably going to see, you know, he's going to probably be where he starts to go to the afterlife and maybe we get to see his daughter and his and his wife because they kind of, you know, after Ronan and Thanos died, it's kind of been dropped and Drax has been um, kind of been the comic relief. And I know because uh, I think his whole purpose was to kill Ronan. And once that happened, well, after he killed him, he says he goes, now we got to go to Thanos. Right. Yeah. So now now all the bad guys are dead. So yeah, he's just a com- comedy relief now. Yeah, and I think that this and I know Dave Bautista said that he kind of he he didn't like the way his character kind of cuz he was so this intense and stuff like that and he goes he kind of just became the funny guy as he goes on. I think this could be a way for James Gunn to give Bautista that you know, that kind of ending. Yeah. You know, um Makes sense. Yeah. And then seeing Rocket hug his otter friend, I was like, "Oh, 
Um, I was like going, I go, fuck, this is going to be one of those where I'm going to be man crying the whole time. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> Taking a couple deep breaths. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> High tissues in my sleeves when I go watch it, kind of like to give a dab real quick. <laughs> Are you crying? No, you're crying. Um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that looks good. I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to that. And, and yeah, it is going to be kind of sad that this is it. But as James Gunn said, he goes, this is going to be the end of this incarnation. And if you've ever read the comics, you know, the they change all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. And who knows? We may, this may not be, this may be the end of the Guardians, but this may not be the end of certain characters coming back every once in a while. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, I could see like Mantis coming back and certain things or um, Nebula, you know, but Nebula hasn't. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. But, um, oh, dude, I still want to know how she got Bucky's arm. Yeah, I know. Dude, I, I mean, maybe you don't want to know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I love how, you know, when she drops it down and then he opens up and he's like, Bucky's arm. And I was like, oh my God, such a great Infinity so War great. reference. <laughs> I also like the whole, um, where they were given the like dioramas and the last two got him holding the diorama. I laughed a little too hard, bro. Uh, it's like that infinity, uh, that infinity thing where it's like yeah. him holding it, holding it, holding it. Um, and then, oh yeah, forgot Groot got his Game Boy. The original. The original Game Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I still love, I am Groot. Oh, so now you were against this? I, it's like, I God literally. just watched you wheel him out. <laughs> I just literally watched him out. <laughs> I seriously, the the look, the actress who plays Mantis is really good because when when she realizes that she might have done something wrong, it's all on her face. Yeah, like I don't know what I've done, but now I'm scared. <laughs> I love that they used the star maps. It's like you want to know where Kevin Bacon lives, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's funny too because someone someone said they go, you know, of all the places that they would blend in would be Hollywood Boulevard, right? Yeah, they just <laughs> think they're in a costume. <laughs> you just, we weird, just took like, a you just took a picture of the God of War. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was like, why are people? Why would people even be freaked out? Don't they know? And then you realize all these superhero movies, most of the shit you're watching is not public, like it's not. Like they're they're constantly cameras are constantly panned on all these aliens and shit. But the thing is, is that every time they see it, something bad happens. Like the one chick when they're flying over and you hear that one chick go. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you turn the cloaking on. Yeah, I just saw you turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you see them and you're like going, oh, yeah, anytime aliens appear, you're thinking, oh, fuck, we're going to die. We're going to are we going to blip again? I should have brought Groot. <laughs> I think what makes her so funny too is the accent that she she gives too. Oh yeah, it's just it's almost like um, that's why I think she's really good at, at that role because it sounds like she's trying very hard to sound like a human being, <laughs> but she's not. You know, <laughs> like she's like I know, like she's like I, forcing it out. I already said that, but you have a small, uh, small squeaky voice. I don't think he heard. He probably has better, perfect hearing, <laughs> or he has like great ears or something like that. Um, remi- that by the way, by, of- by the way, if all if any of you were wa- were watching that and are wondering what the hell Kevin Bacon's watching on his TV, the movie is called Santa Conquers the Martians. It is a horrible, horrible Christmas movie that I saw when I was a kid. It's not horrible. And uh, they played it 
every Christmas when I was a kid, there was a um, uh, a weekend movie classic special where the guy that created um, Popeye, he would have a family movie something festival, something like that. But it would be every Saturday and Sunday he would show a movie and then he would do the interjection and then restart the movie, you know, at certain points. Uh, but they would show it every year at Christmas time. And I remember even as a kid going, oh, my God, this is horrible. But classic. but it is a classic movie. I actually found it online. So I'm like, going, eh, maybe I'll watch it again and just remind myself. But that's the, because people are like, what's that? What's that movie he's watching? I got to find out what that. That's what he's watching. It's called Santa Conquers the Martians. And um, so you're welcome, basically, is what I'm trying to say. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. That's definitely a James Gunn move to put something really obscure. Yeah into into his shit which is never a problem (laughs) um but yeah so uh so yeah so that's uh it was funny too how all those trailers got released the same day um i was there's these one guys that i watched that were reviewing trailers and they said that they had just finished indiana jones they were doing a a grip of them because you know they kept releasing them and he goes they literally just finished doing indiana jones and um he goes, cool. So they were, he was getting ready to go. He goes, and the other guy goes, yeah. And then I just hopped on Twitter real quick. And then I grabbed him and go, no, we got to do another one. And he's like, what? He goes, they just released the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. And it was like, are you ser- serious? <laughs> yeah. Be, it would be one thing if it was all from, like, they were all Marvel trailers or something like that, but right. they're all from different companies. So it was kind of like, well, Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it was because from what I found out was this, there was a, um, you know, we have CinemaCon over here where all the theaters kind of pump their, you know, trailers out. They had one in Brazil. So that's where these trailers were coming from. Oh, okay. was from that. that makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Brazil's, well. a, Brazil's a surprisingly large market for yeah. uh, Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, some of them Brazilian chicks. <sighs> Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> before we so go you, off on that. Dude, I've seen, I've seen chicks. I've seen Brazilian chicks that in Brazil they'd be sixes. And they're like 11s. I'm like, what? It's <laughs> in the water down there. <laughs> uh, so, Adam, what did you do this week? Uh, I quit my job. That was fun. Um, Flipped his desk and everything, and then had to put right. his then had to put his desk back because he worked at home. And then right. had to put- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a um, it was not a good job. It was uh, it was. The pay wasn't all that great. Super stressful. You know, it was work from home, which is funny because a lot of people who you can tell when someone's never worked from home, because if you say you don't like your job, they, but you work from home, it's like there's pros and cons to everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, I just needed to get out of that job because they're just dumb. And then also I it feels so nice that my room is just my room now. You know what I mean? It's so bad to have a horrible day at work and then you log out and you're in the same place. Hmm. You know, it's just, it weighs on you after a while. And I've been working from home, not at this company, but I've been working from home for like three years and I'm just, I'm done. And I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to go to work, you know? So, um, I quit because I got another job. So here's the funny thing. So I, I got a job as overnight at Walmart and everyone's like, why would you work at Walmart? And I'm like, let me take it like this. I'm making more money than I was at that fucking corporate job that I was at. I'm <laughs> exercising, finally, because I'm forced to, because, you know, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a low-key, don't fuck with me kind of job. So the, the kind of plan is is that I wanted to have a 
kind of a not stress free, but a very low stress job. And then maybe, you know, they pay for college and stuff at Walmart's so maybe going to that and see, see where I can go from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, that's pretty much all I did all week. I've, I've had my first day. It was funny cause I had my first day and then my two days off right after that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm sore. I was sore as fuck, but it was, it was good. You know, nobody micromanages, nobody bothers you. You just fucking do your department and go home. You know, a lot of people, but a lot of people, I know some people in my friend group are kind of looking at me like, why would you do that? Like you, you worked from home and an office. I'm like, bro, I can't do it. I just can't, you know, everything was, I never left my room. Mm. It's like you're in a prison of your own creation. <laughs> you know, it's, you just right. start to get like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like I was, I, the first day, you know, obviously you're not nervous, but you're like, Oh, like, what am I going to be doing? You know what I mean? And then, um, when I was leaving, I was just in such a good mood. <laughs> like I was like going home, do, 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 do. And of course <laughs> everything becomes normal eventually. And then you're just whatever. But, um, I worked at Walmart a long time ago back when it was a, a more of a shitty company <laughs> back before they got sued. Um, and I did the same thing. I was overnight. And I remember that it was probably my favorite job just because you, you know, you work with your hands, you fucking, now they pay fucking almost double what they used to. And it's crazy how I'm making more money. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Cause I'm, do, I'm doing my previous job was insurance underwriting assistant like i was like really fucking working the brain power to get work done you know and and constant deadlines and like countless meetings all kinds of bullshit and now all i do is here's your department pimp <laughs> you can leave at seven you know what i mean like it's it's right. just like fuck it's crazy to me and i think it's because so many people like i gotta be on my feet all day yeah you know, they don't want to do that right you know, and um, I, I do my hat goes off to the day crew that working with them customers miss me with that. I'm OK with that. That's why I work overnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting used to the overnight schedule. I was up all night last night. It was my night off. But, you know, something that I've learned the hard way back in the day is you cannot live a normal life on two days. off. You just have to keep. You know. You have to keep fucking staying up <laughs> or right. it's going to hurt, you know. So I was just up chilling, but it was it was kind of funny because it was boring. Nobody was up. It was just me fucking looking at YouTube all night. Which is funny because the first night that you uh, that you worked um, that midnight, that that night shift, for some reason, I could not fall asleep. I was up till like 530 in the morning or something like that. Mm -mm. And then I was like, uh, oh, well. If I'm up this time, then, you know, maybe I'll, I, uh, Adam will probably be up. Now, nah, went to sleep at 1130 last night, crashed all the way up until like five this morning. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, I'll be up tonight. So if you're up late, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I have to, um, tonight's my Sunday, basically. Um, and I have to stay up because I have to work tomorrow night. I can't be fucking around. But I do need to get like a blackout curtain because the sun coming through my window is fucking with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's good. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people, cause people are like, well, isn't it tiring? I'm like, physically, I said, but honestly, man, mental tired is a lot different than physical tired, physical yeah. tired. And, and, and I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm pissing someone off who, you know, 
physical t- being physically tired still sucks. But I'd rather be physically tired than mentally tired because, yeah. like, I came home, I was sore, I was tired, mostly because I'm out of shape because I've been sitting in the fucking computer for so long. But I was able to enjoy a show. I was able to um, – some mail came in, some financial stuff that I had to handle. I took care of that. The fucking previous job, I was so stressed out and fucking mentally taxed. I couldn't even think straight. You're lucky if I could tell you my name when I got <laughs> off my ship. So it's good times, man. My, my wife says already my mood's better. Like as soon as I quit that previous job. It's just a shitty job. Steve pointed that out too. It is more that job that sucked. Yeah. Not really the working from home. Like if it, if I was a better job, because because I'm still okay with working from home, but I want to do it if I'm like something more professional. Like if I'm if I'm like in it's, IT or something. Stockbroker. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, if I'm a day trader. You Maybe know? day trader has six monitors up. That's you know? right. <laughs> because I'm because that that will help my stress levels. <laughs> your your office is in your bedroom, right? Yeah. yeah. It'd be funny if you you became a day trader and then you have so many monitors. Your wife goes, "Can you?" Do something with that because I can't sleep with those all those monitors on. Shut up, bitch! I'm making money. <laughs> you want money. your own room? I'm about to get you your own room. <laughs> the only other thing, and I'll add this to the show notes because I forgot. Um, I did start playing that um, Spider-Man game. Oh yeah, that's right. PC version of it, and uh, it's a great, great game. I I definitely just there's some t- the Spider-Man games always have this unique thing where you'll go, Oh man, I can do some storyline missions. And then you just realize you've just been swinging around New York for 20 minutes. <laughs> like you, cause it's so, there's something about it that taps into that, that like inner child. Yeah. And then we all looked at Spider-Man and go, Oh, I wish I could do that. And you can now <laughs> in the video game. Right. And, and it's the way they, um, this new game, I will say they greatly, improved the swinging mechanics because that was something that always pissed me off like spider-man 2 um back in the day on the original xbox playstation 2 was the pinnacle of fucking web mechanics because you could turn easy swing off and then you could you could control both hands independently with the triggers and when you got good at that shit oh (laughs) sex when you hit some of them fucking swings and then the games after that they super simplified it and it just it was okay but it was just boring um this one they don't have it as complicated but they well it is complicated but it's in different ways it's actually a little bit more um a little bit more fluid because you could do all kinds of crazy shit and it's it's just really fucking good, and the storyline's great, voice acting's great. Um, I'm happy that Sony's putting some of their big games on PC because I'm not going to buy a PS5, so <laughs> you know it really helps out. Um, I think after this, I'm going to keep on the Sony train. I'll probably play the uh, God of War because I have this and I have the Miles Morales one. Nice. Um, and I don't. I was talking to my friends. So, oh, you're going to hundred percent it? And I go, no. I said, I'm too old for that shit. I don't have time. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm gonna finish the storyline and I'll play it until I'm kind of tired of it, and then I won't play it anymore. But I'm not. I don't give a fuck about hundred percenting things. Like it's, it's just stupid. Especially games like open world games because it's a lot of it's just fetch stuff and it's not important. Right. You know, like it's like yeah, but you can get all the all the different costumes. I'm like, bro, I have 15 costumes right now and I only wear one, <laughs> and that's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man of course, costume. Of course. Come on. Um, but yeah, 
I think I'm going to go with God of War next. And that one's even easier because God of War is pretty much on rails. It's it's a very linear um, action-adventure game. I want to finish the new Tomb Raiders. I have all three, and I haven't finished any of them. And they're really good. I think I have the first two. I never got around to getting the third one. Um, but yeah, I got um, I remember playing the first one, but I played it a long time ago. I may play it again. Um, Laura just, Miss Croft, if you're nasty. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I'm moving all my gaming consoles to the living room, so I'm going to have my, right my PS3 and two out there and my, uh, GameCube and 64 out there. So, I mean, that makes sense because that's where, that's where the bigger TV is. Yeah. And I, and I figured that, you know, in the event that I ever lose my internet, at least I have the games that don't require it <laughs> to play right. out here. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, but then again, I was like, yeah, it'd still be nice to have them all out in the living room. But, um, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, it'll take you a little bit to get used to that. Uh, overnight shift yeah it takes like a couple weeks and then you don't notice yeah the the problem is that it like like my first night i got nine hours of sleep during the day like i forced myself which helped i wasn't falling asleep or anything but you have this nagging clock in your head that's going it's three o'clock in the morning what are you doing (laughs) you know what i mean and you're not watching porn what are you doing (laughs) right and then after work i'm exhausted i'm ready to go to sleep but as soon as you hit the pillow it's like it's nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Why are you going to bed? You know, so it just takes a minute to get the more primitive parts of your body to, to figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, I haven't worked a full week yet. So that's another thing. I think yeah. after a full week you, you start getting into a rhythm. Um, yeah. But I, I actually was super happy that my weekend was after the first day and the dude, the lead even told me, he goes, so you haven't done physical work in a while. I go, nah, I'm, I'm going to be pretty sore. He's like, it's kind of cool that you, the next two days you have off because you're just going to be sore. And I go, <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's right. Yeah. You know, we, we really agreed on that. Mm-hmm. So I feel better today, like just a little bit, but yesterday was, I was limping. Like, <laughs> I was like, fuck me. My wife's like, what's the matter with you? She goes, I wasn't like this when I started working because she took uh, – she works part-time at Walmart, um, at another Walmart. And I go, yeah, but your main job, you're moving. Yeah. I didn't – I didn't move at all. <laughs> like my legs would start to go to sleep and, and that would remind me that I should probably stand. <laughs> you know, that was one of the big reasons why I was like I need to get out of this industry at least for a while because I'm, I'm killing myself. Yeah. Because I just don't – the problem is I get so involved in my work, especially when your work's really stressful, and I just wouldn't get up. Like I would forget, <laughs> you know. And and then I'd go to get up, and I'd be like, "Ow, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> what happened? What did you get up to, bro? Um, well, I the weekend after Thanksgiving, I actually pulled my tree out of my brother's room and then put it, um, put that up. Uh, also put up a little bit of lights. I was originally not going to put any Christmas lights up cause I've been kind of struggling with like depression and stuff like that. But I forced myself, uh, to go and, uh, you know, put up some, put up a little bit of lights of the tree, you know, and then I put up some of my Funko pops up on the tree and then put my brother's little plush Godzilla as the tree topper. Um, 
so I did some of that, uh, did some more baking. Uh, one of our listeners, Orbital Fetus, goes, what kind of crazy person cuts off the crunchy part of a brownie? Um, and then I said, this crazy person, because I did it again when I made that second batch of brownies. I cut them again. Um, it's not my favorite part, but I don't cut it off. Yeah. Well, sometimes they're just a little too hard. Um, so, <laughs> and uh, Never the case. Oh, wait, brownies, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I did that and have been starting to watch Christmas movies. Um, I'm not watching my favorite ones until closer to Christmas time. But I've been kind of watching some Christmas movies at this point. Um, and I've been kind of missing my brother a little more this uh, this Christmas than it. But I think it's because last year I was, you know, working holiday schedules. So that wasn't, there was really no time to kind of think about stuff. But um, I've been uh, normally at this time, if you listen back to one of our earlier episodes, you'll hear about our Harmel movie hell. Um but my brother used to have Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies on rotation uh, when he was here um, and just watch them. And he's like, you know, and then I told him, I go, they're all the same plot. Like, you yeah, know, they are. It's like some rich. Sometimes the same actors. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it's the same actors. You know, it's like, you know, some woman from the city, you know, fast paced life goes back to her hometown who somehow um, apparently I don't know, you know, these Christmas towns you know, have like a lot of people and, you know, they, they, they go back to these, their, to their parents who act, who hold, ha, you know, who, who run a Christmas town or run a Christmas festival or something like that. And then they, they relearn Christmas and meet the, the, that, uh, rugged dude from those TikTok videos, you know, the chicks that watch that shirtless, uh, lumberjack who cracks those stumps <laughs> with his hand, <laughs> you know, that it's dude. a, it's a, it's a, it's a touchy feely formula that works if you allow it to. <laughs> But you have to allow it to work. <laughs> right. And uh, so I've, over the weekend, I, they have, um, and Lifetime is usually paid, Hallmark actually, is usually a paid channel, but for some one reason or another, uh, Peacock and Pluto um, have acquired, I, I think, I don't know, I've, is Hallmark actually owned by Universal? It might be because they have a channel on there now, streaming twenty four seven all Hallmark Christmas movies, and um and the same thing with Pluto is they have a channel just of Hallmark Christmas movies, so I just kind of left them on and just kind of in honor of John and I moved his urn kind of so he has a good shot in there. So I'm like, yeah, hey, you can watch it too. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was one that I found that I actually kind of enjoyed, but it kind of made me do that little man cry thing. Um. And it actually had less to do with Christmas than anything, but it also had some of my favorite actors in it. Um, I had, uh, uh, Karen Allen. And for those of you that don't know, she was Marion in the first and the last Indiana Jones movie. Um, she's also in like Animal House and a bunch of movies. Starman, if you guys ever seen that. Um, Sarah Paulson, some of you may, um, she, she's done a lot of, um, a lot of movies. I think she was in the Sex in the City series. Um, uh, what's his name? James? No. Michael Corbett? I think so. Um, but he was a guy that was in, um, he was in Northern Exposure. But if you've ever watched this movie, Serendipity, which is a Christmas movie, so I suggest you, he plays um, Kate Beckinsale's really alt, mystical flute player rock star boyfriend or something like that um 
and uh and uh and of course sam elliott um sam elliott. so when i saw sam elliott, i was like oh sam elliott so i left it there because like i said earlier he's a national treasure That's right. and um and it's basically about this family whose young daughter is battling cancer they don't say it but you you figure they they mention chemo but they never mention that it's actually the c word and um and so the family is you know they're trying to kind of make her comfortable but they're they don't know if she's actually going to survive and um her her kid goes um her girl goes you know well you know i want to be this for halloween and they're not sure if she's even going to make it there. So he starts to ask Sam Elliott, who's a, you know, one of those like farmers, but sells all his vegetables and asks him about, um, if he has any pumpkins, he's like, it's the middle, you know, Sam Elliott, like, it's the middle of August, you know? And, um, it basically comes to realize that the, that his, he's trying to push up the clock and his kid's sick and he's met her and he sees her and he kind of puts two and two together. But his personal backstory is he lost his son when, when his son was young I think got killed by a drunk driver and stuff like that and and um kind of uses her as a proxy of like if he would if he knew what would have happened to his son would he have done the same thing and push up the clock so he goes to a, another county and gets a guy that has pumpkins brings them to him and then they have a halloween party in august for her and the small town starts you know getting the kids to come over so she actually has a halloween party and then he wants to move up for, you know, and she's going to be in the hospital for Christmas. So he goes and he, um, you know, and he, you know, the whole town, um, does their town and Christmas lights when she's coming home from the hospital in November and they decked out and have a Christmas tree for her and everything like that. So it was a really kind of cool pulls at the heartstrings kind of story, but Sam Elliott really sells it. And you're just kind of like, Okay, I, I buy into this, and I caught the last. Sam Elliott doesn't even act though; he he's just Sam Elliott, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like I'm good with that, you know. It's like it's funny too because like I watched him, and he looks at himself in the mirror, and I go, "When was this movie done?" And I look, and it's like 2010, and I go, "My God, he looks the same as he did in Roadhouse, as he did in um, Roadhouse. Uh, was it Fatal Beauty? I think with Whoopi Goldberg in the 80s. You know, he he's in, same in Tombstone. He looks the fucking same for the last 40 years. He's looked the same. And it's like, you know, and, and so I was like, I was really like, I think he's in that new Yellowstone series. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because he plays a cowboy. And it's like cowboy he's Sam Elliott. Sam I Elliott. think in the offshoot of it, the yeah. one that's in the past. Yeah, and then there's another one that's coming out that Harrison Ford's going to star in. It's like Jesus, how many spinoffs are you going to do? Yellowstone's like a big deal. I watched mm-hmm. the first couple episodes. It didn't really grab me, but. Um, that doesn't say much. Oh, I looked it up while you were talking. Hallmark, Hallmark Media is a subsidiary of Hallmark Cards, which is owned by the Hall family. No one owns Hallmark but Hallmark. And oh. Hallmark also owns Crayola. I didn't know that. Oh, didn't know that either. They make some money off the Crayola. Seriously, man. And, oh. and every other company they own is a Hallmark like Hallmark Baby, mm. Halls, which is a department stores, Hallmark E-Cars, Hallmark Movies. Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so right. uh, that they are a parent company, which it, which was kind of crazy because you don't usually see that anymore. Yeah. Everybody's owned by something. Yeah. Um, started 112 years ago. Jeez. In I'm, Kansas City, Missouri. I remember those Hallmark stores. We used to go in there for the uh, the limited edition Star Trek uh, 
mm-hmm. um, ornaments. They have a Hallmark store up the road. I haven't been in a Hallmark store since I was a child, but they do have a they have one up the street. Maybe I'll go in there. I haven't around. I haven't been Don't in a, gift shit. I haven't been in a Hallmark store in like a decade at least. To the one that was in the mall closed down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah. So I saw that movie and that, and I saw the last half of it when it was it was actually live, and then I was like, I wonder if it's on demand. And I go, what is this movie called? And it's like. Uh, Chris, a uh, November Christmas or something like that. So I actually went and saw the whole thing, and I was like, "Going, <laughs> you know, kind of in it." Um, but it was it was an interesting movie. I watched it. And I was actually kind of like, "Okay, this one's kind of good." Um, of course, yesterday I saw one with, or two of them with Danica McKellar, um, because she's in a lot of them. She's in a lot of them. Candace Cameron was in one that I was like, "Okay," and I saw one with, um, oh, that chick from. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, and uh, she was in one. Was Joan Hart? Yes, yes. But she was with Dean Kane, And I looked at it and I was like going, oh, Dean Kane doesn't. Well, Dean Kane doesn't act very well. But when I was watching this one and then with her kind of overacting, it was a little like, yeah, I can't watch this one. No, nope. let's just change <laughs> Dean this. Kane, Dean Kane isn't a very good actor. No. Um, in my opinion, I thought he was a good, he was good in that Superman show, but that was about it. Right. <laughs> and then uh, people hate him now. Cause I guess he's a Republican. I, I really could give a fuck. Um, but yeah, he's not, he's not the best, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because you always have those people that claim like, yeah, I've been shut out of Hollywood because you know, I'm a, I'm a, cause I'm a MAGA Republican. It's like, no, you're not a good actor. <laughs> yeah. kind of like, um, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I kept, that's what I was going to bring up. So I was talking to somebody about Kevin Sorbo, and they go, "Did you did you used to watch Hercules when you were a kid?" I'm like, "Of course I did. I was a kid in the '90s." And they're like, "I can't even look at it now because of Kevin Sorbo and his political." I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't fuck about that because when I'm watching Hercules, I just need him to be Hercules. I don't need him to be a Democrat. <laughs> it's, it, it's not. It's irrelevant to the task that I need him for. Yeah, because I <laughs> do. I want to listen to his political views. No, <laughs> but he makes a fine Hercules. It was funny because like John used to watch Andromeda, which was his you know spinoff I show. That show. He liked it a lot. Um, he even bought the DVDs, but he hadn't watched them in a while. So, and of course, because it was somewhere buried in his room, it was streaming somewhere. And then he put it on, and he goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "I rewatched it." It wasn't that good. <laughs> I was like, I go, you know what? Sometimes it's the mindset you were in back in the day. That's like, yeah, it's a very cheesy show. Yeah. Like it was like, if it was, what did someone say back in the day? It was Star Trek. Cause it was a Roddenberry idea. Right. Um, but it was done in a very like Star Wars way and it just didn't mix. It was weird. Cause it was a little over the top. Yeah like star wars is um <laughs> oh man so yeah, just kevin sorbo just needed to be hercules so. yeah you know and <laughs> everybody keeps saying you know he keeps saying he's like yeah i've been banned from house like no you just kind of suck <laughs> it's like no yeah, you just you, your your time's up <laughs> yeah you, like it's different like like it's different for me like alex jones alex jones is a, is is not a good person right. you know what i mean yeah but just because kevin sorbo's a republican doesn't mean he's a horrible person <laughs> like he's just he's just a republican it doesn't matter you know, he actually, his son is a big TikToker. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Um, yeah, and he'll have him on there sometimes. Funny ass bits. <laughs> he'll have my ass up. I don't know. I think people need to, I think uh, I tell my kids sometimes a very important skill um, to learn is how to separate things. It's well, yeah. not it's not just on and off. Like yeah. You have to, <laughs> it's, yeah, wh- it's all dependent on what's going on. Yeah, when my brother was like 
Fox News watcher, staunch Republican. He didn't like Alec Baldwin at all because, you know, Alec Baldwin was very blue. Uh, he, if he, if his skin color was, you know, his political beliefs, he had been a Smurf. Um, right. and, uh, you know, and I would watch Alec Baldwin because I thought he was a good actor and I thought he was funny when he did comedies and stuff like that. And I told him, I go, so you're just not going to watch somebody because you don't care about their political beliefs because you hate their political beliefs. I go, there's a thing about separating the art from the artist. You know, I play Judas Iscariot, you know, does that make me a horrible person? Yes. You know, and it's, <laughs> you know, and uh, so it was one of those things where it was just like, and then eventually he got over it and then he watched Alec Baldwin. And then, you know, when he's, you know, he loved Alec Baldwin playing Trump and um, also it's great. And um, also watching um, uh, 30 Rock. I really liked 30 Rock. I never finished it, but I really liked him as a mindless executive at 30 Rock. And just, I was like, of course you can't because you're a woman. But that's okay. We understand it and we work with it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of news topics that I wanted to touch on. One was this one I put on here because it was so ridiculous. And I, it was so ridiculous that I even put it up, uh, put up a blog post on it. It was a theory that came out from, you know, yeah, it was carried by major outlets too, that Bob Iger was returning to Disney so we can set Disney up to be bought by Apple. This is like the ultimate Apple fanboy fucking conspiracy theory right and like it's, apple is in any position to purchase <laughs> disney yeah because well he, one thing actually it is like it's rich enough to buy disney because um when i actually went through let me pull, i pulled up my article okay so when i wrote this which i think was november 24th so right before thanksgiving or around thanksgiving walt disney is worth at the time walt disney was worth a hundred and 80.26 billion. Now, many of you think are thinking that this isn't even real money. But check this out. <laughs> Apple is worth 2.08 trillion. Oh shit. Yeah, that's larger than the uh, GDP of some countries and if you need examples, they beat out Italy, Brazil, and Canada. So, they definitely not can Canada. afford it. <laughs> yeah, not Canada. No. Um but yeah, so they could literally buy Disney multiple times over. I guess that makes sense. Well, yeah, you just you just see Disney more. Yeah, I, mean, I just assumed Disney was way valued way higher because they're an entertainment company, so right. I'm constantly watching their shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you know, and and Apple. One of the big things with Apple was is that yeah, they do product, they do tech, you know, but tech only gets you so far. But they also have the subscription services. Yeah. Which was one of the things that if you if you listen to us years ago, we talked about how Apple was moving away from they were no longer announcing how many iPhones they sold or how many, you know, iPads they sold. They started to go with also adding in subscription services like Apple One, Apple TV, Apple Music, you know, all of these, you know, um, all, it all adds up, man. When you yeah. got billions of people paying fifteen dollars a month, yeah, to get into their you ecosystem, know. you know, it, it they're they're definitely valued at that. But one of the reasons that I said that this was complete horseshit is because you know some people are like, some people were saying like, well, yeah, but Apple buys Disney and they get like all their movie content, and it's like, oh no, no, because you got to remember Disney is more than just Disney Studios, right? You know, it's like they're also a 
cruise line. They have theme parks. They have a television company, ABC. ABC, your local ABC is a Disney affiliate. And let's not forget the sports division. You know, yeah, they, they, Disney, Disney might not be worth as much, but I feel like they're spread out more. Yeah. Like they, they're doing a lot more shit. Yeah. And what do you think Apple's going to do with a cruise line? Apple Cruise Line, you can, you know, it's like. Especially too, if Apple bought Disney, it would kind of suck because Apple has a tendency to just include it in their ecosystem and you don't see it outside of the, like, so what, everything's going to be on Apple TV. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it would, that's just a weird thing. It seems like, it, it, not that it, not that Apple can't buy Disney, but why would they want to? Yeah, because one of the things is that with Apple, Apple buys stuff, but they integrate it into their ecosystem. So when they buy companies like they, they're just purchasing, um, they're purchasing another company. Um, I can't remember, but it was something to do something that was technical that would help them. I can't remember the company or, or it, but it was something that made sense because it was like, Oh yeah, they're going to absorb it and they're going to use that to be part of their ecosystem and going to make something also incredibly conservative. Yes. When they make business moves, like the, it has to make sense. They don't just, they're not Disney. <laughs> Disney just wildly buys shit. Well, you know? Disney's Which purchase, has been working out. Yeah. Disney's you know? purchases, though, reminds me of the 2 a.m. QVC kind of thing, you know, where you're half asleep and you're like, oh my God, that sounds like a good idea. And you purchase I it. Said, Disney, it's like all these companies are standing in a checkout line and all these smaller companies are the impulse buys. And <laughs> Disney just can't. They just like, I, I mean, I need it. You know, yeah, what I mean? <laughs> all those companies are like the little, ba- the snicker bars, the candy stuff, and the uh, the tabloid magazines that are sitting right there. And all oh, look, that. Fox is on sale. I'm going to grab that. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. And I'm like, going, what's Disney going to do? What's Apple going to do with Disney theme parks? My only thing would be, it would be a stupid acquisition for Apple to spend and spend almost $200 billion to buy Disney and then to go ahead, okay, well, we want the digital content. Let's go ahead and spin off the sports stuff and spin off the ABC affiliates and the cruise line and the theme parks. There's going to be no cohesion and Disney and the Disney will lose its brand. But most people will be like, well, it doesn't matter because Apple will have, you know, what they want. It's like, yeah, but they'll devalue it, it as w- a whole. Exactly. And, and because that, uh, that's Disney is a very, like you said, Disney is a very compartmentalized thing. So if you start separating everything, then you haven't really bought much. Right. You know, it, as a whole, it's worth a lot. But if, if you like only Disney movies is not worth that much. Right. Compared to some other studios. So, yeah. And this, this, these whole articles were based on quotes from a Disney insider who worked with Iger, and mm-hmm. you know, sure. and, and then the I wrote, janitor. yeah, I wrote, I wrote, oh, he, if he worked with Iger, then you know, he it must be true, right? <laughs> and it's like, and then I wrote, you know, man, I wish this had um, sarcastic font, but the guy himself, it's just a dude who worked at an Apple store for like a week. <laughs> no, but this is Disney insider. And oh, um, the guy go the, the worked at the Disney store. Yeah, worked at the <laughs> Disney store. You know, before they shuttered all of them. And he says he's gonna he's gonna sell the company that that Disney insider uh, who worked with for Iger predicted it's the pinnacle deal for an ultimate deal maker. And he's like, I I think he'd welcome it. He'd be the last CEO of Disney. Uh, a former top executive told the rap. And to me, it was like. And he also said that the two companies have similar brand identities. They have similar brand identities, but way far apart from each other. Disney has its own culture. 
Also, something that people need to need to put into perspective too. Disney's not for fucking sale. Yeah. Like Disney is an old company. Like they've been around for a minute. It, it's not Apple. They came out of eighties and shit. Apple's been around for a long time. And they're a staple of a culture. You know what I mean? So they don't <laughs> it's not like they, there's a whole thing behind that. It, it, it's it goes beyond money. You know, di- a lot of people in Disney are probably like, we're not going to sell to anybody. We're fucking Disney. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just a weird theory. I know, I, the, the theory I know comes from, you know, of what happened with um, the previous exec when Disney started to lose money because the former regime didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And, you know. Oh, they started raising prices on everything. Started raising prices. Yeah. They changed the whole tiers of the, of the Disney stuff and all this other bullshit. So this is like, oh, they're panicking. So they're going to sell. And it's like, who could buy them? Oh, Apple could. Why? Because they can. It's like, that's not, I mean, that's something that, you know, Kanye tried to do. But when the government seized his, froze his accounts because he's not paying his taxes, that's why he's no longer buying parlor. Uh, cause he has no money. Disney has money. They just need somebody in there who's going to do it. Now, um, a week or so later, after all this things came up, uh, Iger took to, uh, you know, started talking to uh, uh, Apple, I mean, to Disney people, and basically said that it's pure speculation. <laughs> it's like, this; these claims are just pure speculation. And then people are, you know, people are also saying, well, he's not denying it. And it's like, I think people, because of Disney and their moves recently, people are very, like, acquisition hungry. Yeah. They think everyone's buying everybody. But they don't realize that Disney bought companies that weren't mega companies like – because someone was telling me one time, like, well, they bought Marvel. And I go, okay. And they're like – but it's fucking Marvel. I'm like, you're you're not <laughs> thinking about the fiscals. You're thinking about the cultural impact of Marvel. Yeah, they they weren't that profitable of a company. No, if you, <laughs> you if you a, I mean? if you actually look at the way Phase One was doled out, um, Kevin Feige has said this in reports, and I know people, you know, well that report was like ten years ago. Why would I know that? It's because that's your fu- part of your fucking job. If you're, yeah, you're if doing you're this reporting, you're supposed to know that. If, if you're reporting this, even if you're some cheesy, you should be reviewing it. But Feige himself said that they don't have more than one project in production at a time when it was Marvel itself, because yeah. they wanted to keep cost done on everything. So when Iron Man was made, then they went to Incredible Hulk. After Incredible Hulk was finished, then they went into Thor. They never did that. The only time in phase two, they started doing that when Disney bought them and Disney gave them money. And it's like, okay, now we can make more bigger projects and make more projects at the same time. With Fox, like Disney bought Fox, but they didn't buy the most profitable part of Fox, which is the sports arm. Yeah. They don't want that. They Disney Disney's Well that also wasn't for sale. That's true too. <laughs> but but then again, that that proves the point why Disney's not for sale. It, it's not for sale if it's not profitable or if it's profitable. Like if if you if the company is self sustaining, like you'll see some small companies that will sell off because it's one owner and he just doesn't want to do it anymore. But like if you have a large company and it's making revenue, why the fuck are they going to sell it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know. So I think Disney. Disney's almost this rumor is this rumor about Disney getting bought is Disney's fault. You know what? 
I, I, I agree with you kind of there, but what if it was Bob Iger going, hey, let's tell people, let's, let's have somebody leak that we're looking to sell to Apple. <laughs> Would that be funny? Would that be fucking funny? That kind of backroom shit probably happens all the fucking time, dude. Somebody probably, just somebody just. probably threw it out there, like, going, "Oh yeah, we'll just sell the Apple." Oh my god, that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? And then somebody just heard, "Hey, let's sell the Apple." Boom, that's how it goes. It's a janitor, bro, <laughs> who had one ear, one ear cup that wasn't in. What? No, what it was saying? it was the dude delivering coffee. You know, the in house, <laughs> the in house. He just heard, "Hey, we'll sell the Apple." He's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna tell my dude who runs that I'm nobody blog, and um, it'll go from there." I mean. That's the problem with the internet too, is that everyone seems like a journalist if they can write. <laughs> yeah, you know, and a lot of people don't know the difference. Like, <laughs> and then I've seen big news networks using blogs as sources. Oh like, yeah, I've you, seen that what too. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you guys are fucking dumb. Everybody just wants clicks. You have to be super careful when you read the news now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Disney for sale. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so when we spoke a lot about James Gunn earlier, people are thinking we're riding his dick. Um, and, and I stay riding James I, I, Gunn's dick. That's the, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, and I do. I don't mind, you know. I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna deny that. I love James. Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James Gunn. Do, do you want do, do you want tongue? A little teeth? Not not so much teeth. Like how how we how do you want to do it? Um, so what made big news a week or so ago? Is that Gunn confirmed that the DC universe, it's no longer the DC extended universe, by the way, um, it's the DC universe will definitely be connected across film, TV, and animation. And he even said, and later it came, he even included video games. Nice. Now, obviously, anything that's current. Marvel doesn't even do it that much. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but keep in mind, it doesn't say comics. Um, so yeah, well, you know. <laughs> that would be a whole new 52 thing uh, that, would, that would just make it way too confusing <laughs> you know what I always thought and I'm going to say this real quick because I, I, I thought this about Marvel um, so Marvel doesn't their comics don't connect with the films either for obvious reasons it would be cool if they wrote comics in the Marvel the MCU though in that universe I feel like that would make some money because you have a lot of fans that are strictly on the movies, you could get them into comics that way. Yeah, do like a like another Ultimates line, pretty much. Because yeah. Ultimates was kind of that, but it, they didn't they didn't fully commit to it. Like bring back bring back Ultimates, but call it the fucking MCU or or movie magic, whatever corny shit you want to call it, and just write stories that are still within the lore of the MCU. I thought that would be a great idea, but what what the fuck do I know? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I watched this YouTuber. Who I ended up stopped watching because he was blaming, he was following that line of IDW going, IDW lost this because they went woke and started doing oh, yeah. transgender transformers and things like that. And I was like, bro, you probably haven't read IDW in years. So let's like. IDW has some really good books. Yeah. Like they, they don't get looked at a lot and it's kind of sad. Yeah. So I stopped watching him after I saw that because I was like, oh, you don't have a valid argument. Okay. I got you. Um, but he, he went into the history of, of, the Ultimates line and saying how, you know, that they decided to do, a, you know, a, a new a new origin stories for uh, for a new generation. So, but the biggest problem with that is that there was no cohesive, like, um, what do you say? Uh, no cohesive uh, mission statement. Like Brian Michael Bendis did 
Spider-Man, which was successful. And then another writer went ahead and made the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, and somebody, and something else. I can't remember the other one. It was X-Men, Fantastic Four. Damn it, I can't remember what the other one was because I used to collect them in the beginning. And they said that they went completely divergent of one another. There was no like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then it petered out pretty quickly. But well, the Ultimates, the Ultimates strength, they had a thing that was a strength and a weakness, and that was creative freedom. Because they came, some great stories came out of the Ultimates, but none of it made any sense with each other. Yeah. Like it, it started to kind of branch off. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> and um, so it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of that. Um, so it was a lot of that. But I think with this, if they tried to do that like that, it could be an issue because, I mean, you kind of have to stay within the guidelines of the movie. You know, of the movies, if you try to do like Iron Man, you know, and then you go with Iron Man. But of course, there's that five year period between Infinity War and Endgame, you know, and 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 yeah, that you can do in between stuff. Yeah. So which I know is what like the Star Wars comics are doing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing that. And, you know, a lot of them were short run because it went from movie to movie. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm just saying Disney owns a comic book company now. So they, <laughs> they could do that. I'm just that's all I'm saying. So, um. So, yeah, based on some tweets, because James Gunn's actually answers a lot of tweets and somebody said, yeah. you know, James Gunn, are you and your partner planning to give more DC characters TV shows that'll add to the story of the DCEU? And he says, yes, most definitely. The DCU will be because the guy used DCEU, which is everyone is expanding years, but he's redefined it as the DCU um, will be connected across film tel- and television and animation. And then someone said, um, are there plans for games to be connected to the DCU as well? Mr. Gunn and uh Mr. Gunn. and he replied yes. So um this is going to be cool. Um particularly uh, he did say that it, 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 um oh no it was Zaslev had said that um uh Dave Zaslev in an interview with IndieWire said I think in the next few years you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. There's not going to be for Batmans. And somebody that's a, that's a bold that's a good statement to make though. yeah and he because that's been their problem they keep focusing on three characters right and and somebody had said that like so what does that mean for like uh, that means michael keaton's out or patton's in out or ba- uh, ben affleck's out he said there's you know he's there's not going to be four batmans that doesn't mean that there can't be two because one of the things that um that even though he had said that you know, oh yeah, you know, um, it's all going to be kind of connected. He said there will be outliers. And some people pointed to, okay, like, um, the outliers would be like the Joker movies. Cause that's yeah. obviously, you know, and some even said maybe even One the, shots. yeah, he's, they said maybe even the Pattinson Batman movies, there could be another Batman within the DCEU, but they still could do the Batman because how are you going to bring that Batman into the regular DCEU? I mean, it would work because it'd be a younger Batman, but how is that going to play out? So, you know, well, I think the, I think the problem, and I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about this right now, (laughs) (laughs) um, with the Patterson Batman is that it's very, very grounded in reality. Yeah. So it would depend on what they're doing with the other characters. Cause if you, if you tried to, I mean, fucking Catwoman wore like, it wasn't even like it was something she just made, 
You know what I mean? So and that's great. But if you were to move that in with like we're talking Superman and stuff like that, it would have to match or Batman would just look silly. Yeah. And it wouldn't it wouldn't fit. So it's um I would I yeah, I'm kind of thinking now they probably would do better with a, a new Batman. But I, if they're going to restart everything, can they be younger? Like <laughs> don't I don't want to know. I don't want to see Batman when he's all sad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Wonder Woman's going to be old, but yeah. that's fine. And if you're old looking like that, like what was it in that Snyder in that Snyder verse? You think uh, Wonder Woman would be into a younger guy? She's over a thousand years old. Any guy is younger. <laughs> For real. Um, I wonder if they're going to keep her Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman though. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> If you're doing, because if we're if we're starting a whole new DCU, we're talking multiple movies, you know, and she's, you know, she's kind of a family chick, and she's not getting any younger. Not that she doesn't look amazing. I'm not talking about looks. I'm just saying she probably doesn't want to do this role forever. Well, yeah, I mean, look at Robert Downey Jr. He was looking to leave, and he had turned fifty, and right. he was like, yeah, you know, and he broke his ankle, I think, on Iron Man three. Um, so, um, yeah. You know, who knows? Uh, that's And that's been some people. Some people have been like, can we get younger actors to play them? You know, that can yeah, at least play them for a little bit, you know? Um, and then, of course... You know course- what was a great, a great animated one? Yeah. It was Dark Seed or Dark Side was coming and Batman was trying to figure it out. And then he went and found Superman, but no one knew. Superman was new. And they and he had just met Green Lantern. And he, it was all through Batman, but he was meeting everyone. It was a really good animated movie. They really need to pull from the animated. Mm. I'm being, I mean, the shit was so good, but whatever. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then, of course, everybody's writing things like Kevin Feige, you know, loses a big director. And I was like, he didn't lose a big director. It was already stated that he was done after Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, but Kevin Feige said that, you know, you know, asked him about his view on Gunn and his position and stuff. And then he's like, well... You know, he has a lot of work to do for Marvel between now and May, which he's well aware of. They go, but after that, I'll be first in line to see anything he does. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because Marvel doesn't hate people. Like, I don't understand this, 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 this whole concept construct of like, oh, he got poached. And it's like, did he get poached? Well, it's kind of what I've always said where reality is not nearly as dramatic as people <laughs> make it. It's reality is pretty boring. Yeah. Half of the time. Shit just goes. Pe- people aren't always. It's. People aren't trash for the most right. part. You know what I mean? I mean, unless you're Nebula, then like actors are trash. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so over it, that entire special, by the way. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, oh my God. Especially Dude, when she flipped that left. Yeah, over. when Mantis gave her that look, gave her the signal, and she just kind of did this like draggy, like, ugh, kind of oh, shit. You know, we did forget to mention something about the Christmas special, is we found out that they were brother and sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought I already knew. And I had to go watch it back. I'm like, oh, I'm just remembering it wrong and happened to be right. Because <laughs> I, th- I thought that um, she was Ego's daughter, too. And then was like, oh, okay. It, which she is, but it didn't say that in the movie. Yeah. Um, so I was just that smart. You know? <laughs> um, also, uh, forgot because speaking of James Gunn, um, Javelin was the bartender from Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know he, and i was when i was looking at howard the duck in there but I'm just saying. <laughs> when i looked through uh some of the the uh castings on there a lot of people he likes using people that he worked with before so a lot of people 
weren't if you know some stunt people and stuff like that were from suicide squad that he did with um that he did with this and people people were asking well when was this you know when was this done this was filmed just before they started actual production on guardians of the galaxy 3 which is why everyone was there so this was that makes sense filmed just before because you get everybody and you're like okay this makes sense of when to do it because really it doesn't if everyone was already there, it doesn't look like a terribly expensive thing because it really nowhere is one set, right? And then and it probably exists in the new movie. Um, and then they were just at fucking Hollywood, <laughs> you know what I mean, or wherever right. the fuck celebrities live. All right. So last news story is something Adam brought up to my attention, which kind of I was surprised. Kind of I I don't know if I it just I missed it or I just didn't care or didn't really understand it at the time, but. This um, and it's been out for a little bit. The news has been out for a little while, but the implementation is supposed to start next year. Yeah. Um, I think uh, in a in a small part next early next year, January twenty twenty three, and then like most of it's going to go into um, June twenty twenty three. That the new Chrome uh, browser manifest version three will kill ad blocker extensions. Yeah. So and the thing is, and the only reason I I thought Steve already knew, um, but sometimes Steve's Steve's pays more attention to the internet entertainment stuff, and I'm on the fucking nerdy ass shit. Like <laughs> you, you, stuff. You're like you go on. He's more attention to the internet, <laughs> right? And um, what kind of dawned on me was that it's not just a Chrome change; it's a Chromium change. It's their engine, so that means every browser. That's based off of Chromium, which is 99% of them is all going to have this new quote unquote feature. (laughs) And the bullshit argument, the bullshit argument is it's going to, it's going to, you know, protect privacy and security, you know, but at the same time, we're going to disable ad blockers for the most part. So then they can get their advertising revenue. It's like motherfucker. Yeah, it's and and again, every once in a while Google will be more upfront with showing that they're an ad agency more than anything <laughs> else. Um and there's ways around there's multiple ways around this. I mean, you could you could do a hardware-based um ad blocker, which is something I've been thinking about doing where you you basically before before it even gets to your router, you have this little device that blocks shit. It's also heightened security, but that's whatever. Um, or just use Firefox, um, right. which is actually what I've done. I switched back uh, yesterday, um, customized it a little bit what to were, my liking. What were, you, what were you using before that? I thought you were always using... I was using Edge. Oh. Just because it's the one I opened when I reinstalled Windows. I really didn't give a fuck. But um, <laughs> I was. But actually, it's funny thing is I've noticed more websites don't work with Edge than they do with Firefox. Oh, uh, we're going through that shit again? Yeah, I was getting annoyed. Oh. I was like, why is this not working? Like one of the main one was I was trying to apply to Walmart before, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't load things. I was just like, why is this not working? I opened it and Firefox worked fine. Fuck it. Oh, I hate. Ah, oh, fucking Microsoft. But, you know, you can't really – I can't hate on anyone because eventually Firefox will do that. It's always a trade-off. That's why I always have one or the other. and I have both installed. Now with Windows, I always have Edge installed. Yeah, I've, but, I've, I've kind of gone back to Chrome because for some reason when I watch videos on YouTube – I have an older computer. I have an older PC. And for some reason when I watch YouTube videos um, 
on Firefox, my fan kicks on. Uh, yeah. But when I watch it on Chrome, it doesn't. So um, turn off hardware acceleration in the settings. You if which browser is it doing it for you? Firefox. Firefox, yeah. Yeah, turn hardware acceleration off. It probably won't do that anymore. Okay. Um, it's because your computer is older, so it's like using the graphics chip <laughs> to run YouTube, and it's it's too much. It's like fuck this. Um, and YouTube is kind of demanding for no reason. Typical <laughs> Google shit. Um, but they, but uh, yeah, but they said um, I found this article, which is linked in the show notes from Ars Technica, that they said that um, what is it that um, uBlock Origins, which I love, and we've both loved is um going to get hit hard with that because they use a um a raw list of uh blocked urls rather than the dynamic filtering rules so like it's gonna it's somehow gonna it's gonna hurt you block origin but there was where is it um oh it's not in this one uh but i believe it was some ad blocker i want to say ad block but i'm not exactly sure if it is but said that they currently have built a ad blocker on manifest v3 and said that it seems to work um pretty well so we'll have to see how it implements uh because i used to notice this happened a lot with chrome was when i use chrome and the biggest test would be going on um like some like Pornhub because every once in a while when I would go to Pornhub and my app you know you block origin be there suddenly ads popped up not the you know the pop-up ads but the ingrained in the picture you know the the page the page ads and uh so those would show up even though I had the ad blocker on there and I didn't get pop-ups but I got all those images on there so I figured the ad blocker blocked the pop-ups, but it, you know, it didn't block what was on the page. Then I get rid of it, and then I go over to Firefox, and then I come back to Chrome later, and they'd be gone again. Also, just full disclosure here, Manifest V3, which is the engine, um, parts of that will be implemented by Firefox. It has to, so they can, you know, view pages. <laughs> um, but they they've said. Um, and I don't, I don't have an article for this because it was a while ago. But they said they will be retaining the part parts of the version two, so it's fully functional. It's not gonna. They're basically not adding the bullshit parts, right? Which is a benefit of being an open source pro- project. They can they can pick and choose whatever they like. Um, yeah, f- and and Firefox. I mean, Firefox isn't a perfect. Mozilla isn't a perfect company. Of course, they've made their fair share of mistakes, <laughs> um, but. This is, I know Adblock is a big thing to them. Like, they're, they're like, no, you can't, like, they don't, it, it's an open source thing. Like, it's, the, the problem is, is that it doesn't matter what Google says. It's obvious why they're doing it. And part of me doesn't even blame, blame them, really. I mean, don't knock the hustle. If you're making most of your money from ads, I get it. It's still wrong. Right. But I understand why they're doing it. Well, somebody, um, um, uh, like Ars Technica said, well, if, you know, if it's security reasons or something like that, they go, why won't you just, you know, increase security on the extension store? It's like, oh, because that'd be too easy. That wouldn't right. get them through 
through what they need because that doesn't make them more money right <laughs> so know? so like in in this i'm going to read this section from ars technica uh google's latest post and this is from i think the end of september early october uh details a new timeline for the transition to manifest version three which involves ending support for older extensions running on manifest v version two and forcing everyone onto the new platform starting in january 2023 with chrome version 112 google quote may run experiments to turn off support for Manifest 2 extensions in Canary, Dev, and Beta channels, end quote. Mm -hmm. Starting in June 22, or in June 2023, in Chrome version uh, 115, Google, quote, may run experiments to turn off support for Manifest v V2 extensions on all channels, including stable channels, end quote. Also starting in June, Chrome, the Chrome Web Store will stop accepting Manifest version 2 extensions which and they'll be hidden from view in january 2024 manifest v2 extensions will be removed from the store entirely and the, f the funny thing is is this is literally history repeating itself and no one ever learns anything because this was ie back in the 90s ie dominated after they very viciously murdered netscape navigator and they started doing the same shit. they dictated how the internet was was used Right. Because they were the dominant force. And now we've all allowed Google to do it because everybody just fucking strokes their dick to Google all the time. And now Google's starting to fuck everybody. Yeah. You know, and it's it's this it's it's this constant just no one ever learns. <laughs> it's so stupid. And um luckily we have Firefox here, fully functional um web browser. Because back in the 90s when IE was dominant, for a while there wasn't much to use. Like Firefox was around, but it wasn't that great when Netscape Navigator died. When you said uh, fully functional, I kept thinking and um, trained in multiple techniques. That's right. <laughs> um, so we'll see where this goes. The problem is, is that um, we're talking about generations. Uh, millennials who were into tech gave a fuck about stuff like this but even gen z don't give a fuck about it. as long as their fucking tiktok turns on they don't care <laughs> well, about any of this well, re well remember <laughs> remember that wired article oh no i don't think you were on that episode but there was a wire article like 10 years ago that was talking about how the internet is dead because it's all apps now yeah yeah nobody care it's it's been overly simplified on the user part of it where where they don't they don't back in the 90s we had to learn how that shit worked in order to get it to work yeah it was 80s was even worse but now it's so simplified that they don't care as long as their content is being fed to them unless the ads get out of control if the ads get out of control then people will start caring but google's smart enough to keep it just at that level where people will tolerate it so it's um, – and I get it. Listen, ads are fine. They That's how most shit makes money. If you're going to use a service for free and then complain about ads as a whole, you're an idiot. <laughs> but there's also – sometimes ads are getting a little too much. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're like, dude, calm down. You know. <laughs> um, when you go in to look at R and then their big pop-up comes up and then the worst is mobile. The worst is mobile. Yeah, mobile's trash. You know, you try to look anything up there, you'll get a pop-up that'll be like, join our community. Then you exit out of that, and then you get the top ad and the bottom ad that's a video that kind of crunches what you say. It's like ridiculous. Even Safari, because Safari has built-in ad blocking now. It's okay. 
but it's not the best. Yeah. You know, so it's it is what it is. I, I usually tend not to browse the internet on my phone um anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um yeah, I mean it is what it is. All right. So um that brings us to our douchebag list, which we would have had Google as a douchebag. Um, but I thought on this one, I, that's a constant though. A, yeah, that is true. That's a constant. <laughs> that's a constant douchebag move. Um, we will on occasion have some douchebags, you know, but they won't probably have their own section. They'll just be something we talk about <laughs> in the new show. Yeah. Um, but this this particular one, I was going to put Kanye. Um, because not because of the whole thing with Tim Pool, where he walked off after Tim Pool basically said he wasn't going to use the word anti-Semitic, um, and but the uh, that interview that he had with Alex Jones, which was fucking hilarious. Um, I didn't listen to the I listened to parts of it from Infowars directly, but there was the podcast that has a knowledge fight. They actually ran most of the interview. They cut out a lot of the just shit the boring parts. And would comment on what he said. And the greatest thing was, you know, everybody knows Alex Jones and how he blames the Jew, you know, the Jewish media and all that stuff. He's very anti-Semitic, but he doesn't outright say it like he uses dog whistles for it. Um, but Kanye always stepped on it, stepped on him when he did that. Cause he's like, well, you know, there's, there's, you know, he goes, you don't, you don't hate. Um, he goes, you know, you're not, you're not. Uh, because he's at that point, you know, that was the point in the interview where he said he loved Hitler. Um, and, um, yeah, cause he, for context, even though it doesn't make it any better, he says he loves everybody. Yeah. He loves everybody. He loves, he loves the Zionists and stuff like that. And he's like, well, you know, you're not sitting there saying, you know, you, you, um, you adore Hitler. And then Kanye would say like, no, I love Hitler. And it was just like, every time Alex Jones tried to like, you know, give himself some room to like, Okay, you know, let's let's back off of this. No, Kanye doubled down on it and it made it fucking hilarious. The video was great too because you get to see Alex Jones has this look of like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, so and the reason the whole thing with Steve Poole, why he bailed on Steve Poole because he wouldn't use that word. He wouldn't use the word in the beginning of the interview because that was on YouTube. And Steve Poole is very, very careful not to say things that will get him banned from YouTube. Yeah. But he was saving that. He was trying to get Kanye to save that for the content after the paywall. You know, when they go like, okay, you can join us for our after show, just be a member and pay. Then they could say whatever he wants. But Kanye didn't listen to that, which is what made this shit actually quite Kanye hilarious. Kanye doesn't listen at all. Oh, no. And he's never done, like a lot of, like, yes, he is, something's wrong with him and he needs some, he needs help. But he's never been the most stable person. Yeah. He just back in the day, he was more focused on music, so he that's all he talked about. Now, I don't know, he's gone on, S- off the rails. Somebody said that they go, Yeah, they go, that's the problem with what he's doing now is because one, he you know bound himself with a lot of enablers, but they said two is that he was a good producer. They go, Not, yeah. not all his shit was great, they go, but people said he was, so he listened to them. They go, And the thing is, is that he sampled, he samples a lot of shit. So what is he doing with this stuff? Is he sampling from all this other shit that he's read on the internet? Yeah, and trying to re- and trying basically he's, to remix it. He's literally the the super conservative housewives that <laughs> that just read a bunch of nonsense on Facebook and don't form an actual educated opinion. They right. just regurgitate whatever they saw. Yeah, you know, and he 
can do that to a larger degree because he has a platform and the people around him are making money off of him. Yeah. So they're not going to tell – it's honestly sick when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Because if there's something actually wrong medically with him where he needs – because he was on medication. He doesn't take it for I think bipolarism and, yeah. and something else. So there's something medically wrong with him and no one is helping him because he, or he, cre- he generates too much revenue. Yeah. And it's disgusting. When you really start thinking about it, because that's how it is. And it's always funny because he was, you know, when the, and, and for, if you listen to that interview, he's really, really stuck on Ron Emanuel and, um, that, um, oh God, what was his name? Jared Kushner. Yeah. Because they're both Jewish. And he always keeps a bland. Every time he can, he drops in, well, you know, the Jewish cabal, you know, the Jews, you know, froze my money. And it's like, no, the banks didn't freeze your money. The government did. Because you weren't paying your taxes, which has been the biggest issue. And, and it's just it's just easy, easy, easy whistle for him. But that would have been my douchebag. But I thought in the end, I want to go out with some something a little fun. Something a little like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so my douchebag is this Florida sheriff really wants ass cheeks. Um, so obviously, uh, Rivered County, Florida, because why not? Days after the Brevard County, Florida school board ousted the superintendent, plans are underway for a new school disciplinary policy in Brevard Public Schools. Flanked by Sheriff Wayne Ivey and State Attorney Phil Archer, school board chairman Matt Susson went on camera Monday in front of the Brevard County Jail in Sharps to um, to announce plans to impose the, quote, most prolific school discipline policy this district has ever had, end quote. Local 10 news partner WKMG of Orlando, WKMG of, in Orlando reports, it's a new the day. <laughs> yeah, WKMG. <laughs> WNBC. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, it's a new day, Ivy repeatedly said throughout the announcement. Susson did not say what this policy would include. He said he was calling an emergency meeting for next week to draft the policy with input from Archer's office, Ivy, and the teachers and school staff unions. Members of the media were not invited to ask questions about what the district plans <laughs> what the district plans to do. The current student code of conduct was approved by the Brevard County School Board, including Susson himself, in February 2022. Ivy said that the new disciplinary policy was necessary because teachers and administrators were handcuffed by the current student code of conduct with dealing with students. They know nothing is going to happen to them, Ivy said. They're not they know they're not going to be given after school detention. They're not going to be suspended. They're not going to be, be expelled. Or like in the old days, they were, they would not have their ass cheeks. They would not have their cheeks of their asses torn off for not doing right in class. Let me read that again. <laughs> they know they're not going to be given after school detention. They're not going to be suspended. They're not going to be expelled. And like in the old days, they're not going to have the cheeks of their ass torn off for not doing right in class. I know what he's saying, but I also know what he's saying. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, we know what you're saying and we know what you're saying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ivy said that the school discipline situation is so bad that districts 
the district is losing teachers. A representative from the union uh, for school bus drivers and other school employees staff said members were being hurt by students. This instructional assistant that are in the classrooms are choked, they're bitten, they're scratched, and it's everyday occurrences, said Dolores Varney uh, with IUPAD Local 1010. They're so discouraged that nothing is ever done with these students, or at least it appears there is nothing being done. It is, if it is, it's taking way too long to remove these bad students from the classrooms. According to the public's, uh, oh, excuse me, according to the most recently released student discipline data from the Florida Department of Education, Beaver Public Schools reported few student expulsions in the 2021 school year. Well, it wasn't, oh no, they didn't have the lockdowns in Florida, I forgot. They said fewer than 10. However, there were 2,518 in-school suspensions. What's an in-school suspension? I've never understood that. It's like you're suspended it's where in you're, school. You're not in class. You have to go to a, spe- we used to call it sweep. <laughs> like if you were late, if you were late to class, you would go to sweep, which was in the in the fucking cafeteria and just sit there. It was it's so stupid because it's a waste of time. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, four thousand four hundred fifty seven out of school suspensions, four hundred thirty five students placed on an, in an alternative educational setting and one hundred thirty nine students who were physically restrained. New six in Orlando has asked why members of the media are not invited to the announcement Monday. We are also asking the Brevard County Sheriff's Office why it spearheaded this announcement rather than the school board and it held um, and it held at and held it at a jail. This is the latest major change since voters approved the new school board member in August and November. Within weeks, the school board entered separation negotiations with Superintendent Mark Mullins, who had been an employee with Brevard Public Schools for nearly 30 years, saying the district needed new leadership. So, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> now, I, I do get this whole thing about students not being you know, uh, discipline and stuff like that. I've heard this for a long, long time um, because, you know, parents would get outraged or whatever. And then, you know, oh, you can't discipline kids. So there's really not much you can do. You can't, you know, you, you know, can't suspend them now because, you know, parents got to work and what are they going to do? Even though it's their That's kid and their problem. The school suspension is, is, is for because parents got tired of picking up their kid. But it's kind of like it. it's your fucking kid. You fucking, yeah. you know, you did this, so you need to handle it. It's like, no, but I got to work. It's like, hey, you're going to fuck with us. We got to fuck with you. Um, and, you know, when I was a when I was a kid in private school, we got our asses beat. Did it make me a better person? No, it just made me figure out ways to do stuff that didn't let, lead me to get my ass beat. Uh, when I went into public school, that was different because they passed a law in public schools that you can't physically assault a student <laughs> um those were the dark times <laughs> or in some cases some people will call them better times you know um but i personally don't think teachers should be hitting kids no unless they're defending themselves unless they're defending themselves because the problem is why the hell did you beat the shit out of that five-year-old <laughs> hey she came out with a protractor man that's that. <laughs> <laughs> she was asking for help <laughs> uh-huh. most parents she was asking for help most parents fuck up hitting their kids too because they hit them when they're angry yeah, or they're upset or frustrated. I, when my kids were young, I would throw a spanking, maybe one or two, never upset. 
I would just do it because they're not listening. It's like it's the last thing you can do to kind of snap them out of it. Whether people agree with that or not, I don't really fucking care. My kids are great. But <laughs> the problem is, is that most teachers are underpaid. Right. I mean, even in Arizona, they don't even need teaching degrees anymore to be a teacher. I mean, I'm qualified to be a fucking teacher in the state. Well, yeah, because, um, well, they, you know, they make this thing where like, oh, yeah, they're losing teachers and stuff like that. That's not because of discipline. That's because pay. that's be- well pay. And then, you know, DeSantis pulled that whole thing of like any teacher that's caught teaching, quote unquote, woke um, ideology. That's not defined. That's only, you know, whatever they decide can be kicked out so teachers are ba- are choosing to retire or bailing for better paying jobs some of you i read one where a teacher decided to quit her job and worked at walmart because she got paid better yeah it's like when you're getting paid better at walmart trust me my wife my wife works at a school <laughs> <laughs> and these teachers get paid dirt shit oh yeah like for and they have to work constantly yeah. they have to grade shit when they go home all kinds of bullshit and um they're losing teachers left and right because they just go get office jobs yeah you know, and it's like um, people people complain and say, "Oh, the government should pay more." But then, when when voting time comes up, they don't want to vote for higher taxes for education. Yeah, you know, it's everybody's at fault, to be honest. Um, but whatever. But back on the topic, I I don't I don't ever agree that someone at school should be hitting my kid. If I found out one of them was hitting my kid, I'm going to hit them. but the reason why a lot of these kids are so fucking shitty is because these parents are shitty. Mm -hmm. Like if I go to school and this is so funny because I, I see this firsthand because my wife, a kid will fuck up, you know, like they'll hit somebody or smoking in the bathroom, whatever, just some, some, something dumb. And the parent will show up. This parent will show up and just be annoyed or say it's your fucking fault. Or it's never the parent's fault. It's oh, never no. the kid's fault. you know. And that teaches that kid. You could just keep being a shithead because your mom's going to come and tell them they're shitheads. That's always been – that's the cheapest complaint you hear with teachers. Yeah, is that parents are shit. Yeah. Because I'll show up. Like if one of my kids actually fucked up, I'm like, all right, what do we – let's work together and fix this. What the fuck is this? Or I'll talk to my kid. That's why my kids aren't pieces of shit. <laughs> You know, and it's like <laughs> that's why I'm not a teacher because you said, okay, well, let's work together to hit um to settle this out. Okay, you hold them down and I pull out a bat. <laughs> like, let's, right. let's, I said in a school, in a PTA meeting, we were all fucking um hanging out with a bunch of parents. They were all complaining about this or that or this thing, and someone said something to the the teacher said something to the effect of, um, why are we having so many troubled youths? You know, the mm-hmm. saying, trying to say more PC. And I just blurted out because stupid people raise stupid people. Yeah. So many of that room looked at me like I was the fucking Antichrist because mm-hmm. it's fucking true. Yeah. You people are retarded. There go. Your children will be retarded. Like it's it's stop being such an idiot. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I've been doing some a lot of research on stuff for for my Gen Xer pod since I'm doing this whole new direction and talking about like you know, why was Gen X, you know, cause people always say like Gen X kids, you know, learn to stay within the rules and, and take care of themselves because their parents were at work and stuff like that. You know, it's this whole thing about, you know, why were, were we so more self-reliant? And I looked at it and I was like going, you know, 
not everybody was self-reliant. Most people, kids were self-reliant because there were consequences if they didn't do shit. Um, there was a TikTok and, um, that I saw about this little kid that she was like, probably like maybe what, four, I think. But she was literally frightened about letting her parents go into her room because she put stickers on her furniture. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And it's like, and they're putting on there and they're kind of being a little like, well, did you do this? You know, and kind of like almost taunting her. Well, they also, they're filming it to get fucking clicks, which is something that's retarded. Yeah. Anyway. And it's, and to me, it was just kind of like, that's, you know, it's like, it shouldn't be the perpetual fear of like, I did something wrong. And they're going to they're going to hit me for it. But at the same time, it's like putting stickers on furniture doesn't require a beating. No, you know, it's like they put just have them clean it up. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, you need to clean this up. Here's what you need to do. So that's what you need to do. But if, you know, a kid is threatening or being outright defiant. And you've tried all other avenues. Yeah, like I I got spanked before as, as a kid. I've gotten spanked before by my by my um, parents, but I never got beat just because you open the door fast. You should have opened it slower. Bam, 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 bam. You know, I never got beat out of anger. My dad never liked doing it, but he did it because you know I was a kid and I I did some shitty things when I was a kid. You know, but it's it's we don't have threats anymore. We don't have, and I'm not saying threats to just like threat to threat, but it's like they need to have consequences. You know, if a teacher real consequences, right? Mom- it has to. The system needs to be fair. Right. <laughs> now I'm going to get my ass whooped just because my dad's in a bad mood. <laughs> what you was know? it that Bill Burr said? He goes, "I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you should unload your day on this person. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not even yelling at the kid anymore. You just sit there, just fucking talking so much shit. Like you should have gave me that extra report to do, but <laughs> what? <laughs> But, you know, it's like, you know, we do need to have some discipline. And the problem is, is that late millennials, mid to late millennials, and this happens with every generation. And I'm not just going to blame millennials because we we kind of do this thing where, and even uh, late millennials and even some late Gen Xers uh, did this because we do this whole thing with when I have kids, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, it's an overcorrection. Yeah. And so that's what's happening here is we have this, well, I'm not going to hit my child because it doesn't solve anything. I'm just going to talk to it like a person. You know, those work in certain occasions. Yeah, it's all case by case. Like, I will say, I'm not an expert in anything, but I have quite a few children. Um, And the one thing I have learned is that your kids won't be shit if you communicate with them. So like even if you're going to spank them or ground them or whatever, you need to thoroughly explain the situation to them and realize they are new. (laughs) So you need to make sure they understand and then let them speak and listen to what they're saying. Most parents don't do that. Yeah. Especially as you like you say, late millennials, that's when all that whole like I want to be my kid's friend stuff started happening. And it was all fake. And you're sitting there going, I never say no to my kid and um, we're besties, but they don't need that from you. They need you to teach them how to be a human being. You are not on the same level as a 12-year-old. <laughs> you need to educate that 12-year-old on how to be an 18-year-old or they're just going to stay acting like a fucking 12-year-old. And not only that, 
you know, not only that, because there is that self-righteous, don't do this because it's bad. Yeah, but you cuss out the waitress every, you know, every time yeah, we go to this you restaurant. Example, you got to set right. your example. You got to be like, look, you can't handle shit like this. And you can go ahead and say like, look, you know, can we try to get our order right today? Because every time we come in here, things are always a little, you know, chaotic. We have to speak as people and use our indoor indoor voice whenever necessary. Right. You know, and, and I've always said this and I, I told this to some people that were starting retail jobs. You know, they're starting. I was like, one thing you're going to learn very quickly is that people that shout are going to face much more resistance than people that come up to you in a decent human manner. Yeah. And people who shout are usually the dumbest people in the room. Yeah. And are usually shouting because they know they're wrong. That's, but they're just yelling because most people will just be like, ugh, because they're yeah. passive and they're not going to say anything. It's funny that you bring that up too. We were at a restaurant one time recently. I was with um, my sons and two of my daughters. And um, they were talking about a family that was at the other end of the restaurant and they were yelling and just being boisterous. Not mean, but they were just being really loud, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I kind of made an off-color comment. I was like, oh, Jesus, shut the fuck up because <laughs> I hate that shit. And um, the kids started talking. And it was like, um, yeah, those kids over there are really loud. And I said, are you guys like that when I'm not around? It's like, no, we, we just talk in normal voices. And um, I go, why? And it's like, because you do that. It's exactly it, you have to set the fucking example. I can't tell my kids to be quiet and then I'm screaming and yelling right when I'm out and about. That's that doesn't make any sense. It's hypocritical and kids aren't stupid. I'm like, fuck you, asshole. You're just trying to tell me some shit because you want to have a good time. Right. You know, it's it it doesn't work that way. Like I've told my kids flat out about cursing because I curse all the time. I told them when you're a child, I don't want you to curse because it's socially unacceptable and you're gonna people are gonna give you shit. I said, but as soon as you turn 18, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> as long as you're not disrespectful. Like, don't start saying weird fucking derogatory terms when women are around. Like, I, I've taught my kids that, too. When there's women around and you and they're not, like, your friends or you don't know them, you keep that you keep that to yourself a little bit. Yeah. Or older people or stuff like that. Um, you code switch a little bit. But it, you have to set an example. And a lot of people, you see it. They want to yell at their kid, but then they're shoplifting with the kids. They're they're screaming, being Karens and being fucking crazy. It's like they're soaking all that in like a fucking sponge and you're just raising the next piece of shit. So when you die, we get no relief. But even at the same thing is, is that you also get this. I don't understand why my kid is like that. And it's like going because you're like that. It's a lack of accountability. Yeah. And that's very common starting late millennial as well is this lack of it it almost don't tell me how to raise my child it was that but then also around 2000 is when you started really hearing people like if you told someone hey you fucking up and they would adults would be like that's not me that's society or that's this or that's that when i was a kid like because i'm i'm a early millennial whatever um, that it wasn't that wasn't as widespread. There were people that were like that, but for the most part, my family would be like, "You fucked up." Yeah, you know, you need to learn from this and you realize why you fucked up, so you don't do it again. Yeah, you know, it was, and it was, and then I I know a lot of kids 
it started happening in my generation. I don't know how it was before, but a lot of kids that I went to school with, nothing was ever their fucking fault. It was always somebody else. Like, what's the matter with you? Yeah, I, there would be, there would be a couple of kids that would never have their fault, but at the same time, they were kind of well off, so they had this like entitlement thing. Is like you're paid to take care of my kid. What he does here is your fault, not mine. Yeah, um, you had some of that, but for the most part, like with my family, if my teacher had something to say about it. You know, had some like, you know, they need to, you know, he has trouble doing this. But of course, my teachers weren't pieces of shit. Um, They're like, you know, they're not doing their homework. They're not turning it in. And then they're like, so why are you, why were you lying to us selling you did your homework? Well, I, I, I did. It's like, no, you didn't because you're not turning it in. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, so, you know, and, and I, as a kid, you're always like, why are you always taking their side? You know, but the thing is. So the side of the correct thing. Right. Like, and that's the know. thing. It's like, I mean. You know, you get somewhere like, well, that teacher hates me. It's like, I hate you too, but you're still my kid. Like, <laughs> right. you know. Whether the teacher hates you or not is irrelevant. You didn't finish your homework. Exactly. Like, it's, it's I don't care about your interpersonal fucking conflict. <laughs> you know, it's so right. stupid. My kids have tried that with me too, especially Ava. Which is like, well, the teacher doesn't like me. I go, what does that have to do with anything? I said, there's going to be people who don't like you. I'm sure there's people you don't like. They have to deal with your fucking snotty ass. <laughs> so who fucking cares? You know, but, um, but yeah, it's, it definitely, I think the, one of the, this, I'll say this, the last thing I'll say, and then I'll move on to my douchebag. But one of the biggest sicknesses that gets, in my opinion, in my humblest of opinions, one of the biggest mental sicknesses that gets passed on from generation to generation is being passive aggressive. It's disgusting. <laughs> it doesn't help. It makes the world a worse fucking place to live. And it's just fucking annoying. And there's nothing that infuriates people more than passive aggressive people. It's just – it's this low-key talking shit all the time. And then they until they fucking finally find someone who ain't the one. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck you just say? <laughs> I just hate it. I hate passive aggressive. It's so annoying. Just speak – Put your whole fucking chest out. <laughs> My kids have a hard time with it too because I'm not that way. And if they're passive aggressive in the house, I call them out on it. I go, hey, don't be a pussy. If you want to say something, say it. Or shut the fuck up. Those are your two options. <laughs> you know? And um, actually, I did that with my son today because I was up. So I, they're usually, they usually make Lorena late in, on Mondays. Mm. Not today. They were ready before the Raina was ready. Oh, because I was up. Yeah, and I was move it, move it, move it, move it. Like, and Colin was getting kind of rough with me. And I'm like, "You were supposed to shower last night, so I wouldn't rush you through a shower if you planned your fucking day properly. So don't fucking come at me, stupid." And I, and he mumbled something, and I go, "If I said I've already told you before, if you mumble to me and I don't hear you, I'm gonna assume that you said something fucked up, <laughs> and I'm gonna respond <laughs> appropriately." Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as disrespect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch your mouth <laughs> and get the fuck out the shower. Um, Watch your mouth or help me with that sale. <laughs> but yeah, I just you know it, you can either be passive or be or not passive. Don't be passive aggressive. Stop it. Don't fence. Don't sit on the fence. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, my douchebag of the week. Is the liver king, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I just clicked from a dark screen to a bright one and my retina's melted out of my head. Um, 
I'm just going to read this article from the New York Post. I'm sure if you haven't been sitting under a rock, um, you know at least who this person is. Uh, the latest charlatan on the <laughs> internet. Um, Liver King is now eating raw humble pie. Uh, f- I fully, I fully own that I fucked up. I lied. The shirtless influencer said in a video, finally admitting that his stomach churning diet of raw liver and testicles um, was not the secret to his eye popping physique. Yes, I've done steroids, and yes, I'm on steroids. He admitted late Thursday. Um, days after his $11,000 a month habit was exposed. I'm making this video to apologize because I fucked up. The primal lifestyle fraud, real name Brian Johnson, said in his um, My Culpa. I've never seen that before. Um, Because I'm embarrassed and ashamed because I lied and I misled a lot of people, he said. I have only myself to blame. I did that and it was wrong. Well, at least (laughs) he's not doing what we said. Um, he said he vowed to do to be better. Johnson no, said, it was it wasn't my fault. It was the uh, the liberal media that right. got in there, and it was society <laughs> putting up roadblocks that I just can't shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just can't stand it anymore, dude. Um, Johnson said he dug himself into a bigger and deeper hole every time he lied on podcasts by denying ever using steroids and instead putting his almost cartoonish figure down to his nine ancestral tenants as well as his own brand of meat supplements. He put his steroid use down to self-esteem issues. This is why I I fucking worked myself to death in the gym. This is why I do 12 to 15 blood blood burning workouts a week just to feel that I'm okay. And hormone replacement has helped in a profound and significant way. While admitting steroid use, he laughed off speculation that he'd had ad- ab implants or any other plastic surgery. Um, and he probably hasn't, but don't be too cavalier about that when you were lying about the other thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, he also addressed the biggest criticism of his lies that it had helped him grow rich by bamboo- bamboozling Ooh, followers bamboozling. into buying his ancestral supplements supplements products. I actually like, I like the New York Post. Not as a not as a like a journal like a journalistic integrity or anything, right. just because the way they word shit is funny. <laughs> um, nope, the Liver King brand has had nothing, or at least very little, to do with business success," said Johnson, who previously claimed to make more than a hundred million a year. My companies were already kicking ass, already successful before the Liver King public figure. He claimed. He ended his initial apology by saying he was as sorry as any man can be. And all I can do is take extreme ownership right now by better, be better and lead myself to a better life as a better human. In a fresh video on his Instagram stories Friday, he even expressed his deepest appreciation for Derek of More Plates, More Dates, the podcaster who exposed his steroid bill. Derek was the catalyst to help bring me to my knees. That means Derek is also the catalyst that will help me um, rise to new heights. So I am internally grateful. Thank you, Derek. He said of the influencer who who only goes by his first name. Along with eating humble pie, Liver King said it had also been a very revealing time, noting a betrayal among an unnamed assumed ally. Johnson did not name the man he planned to cut out of his life for an eternity, but um, <laughs> I like when people use dramatic language for no reason. Um, but many one-time 
many many one-time supporters have turned against him. That includes so-called carnivore MD Paul Saladino, um, a business partner who publicly declared his anger and disappointment over the scandal, insisting he had no idea his pal was on steroids despite his concerns. I was misled, he complained, saying he was incredibly disappointed. So this one's an interesting one. He's obviously a douchebag, okay, because he – he was a charlatan and he he tricked a lot of people and i don't care if his businesses were quote kicking ass he made a substantial amount of money right. by being the so-called liver king um but i do and and yes he's apologizing because he got caught but i do like the apology i i i watched the video and he complete 100 percent took ownership of it that he fucked up he admitted that it just kept getting – it was one of those things where you realize some people, they keep lying and then they get to a point that they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. you know. And I hope that he does turn it around because he has been a pretty – He, I've known about this guy for a while. But he has been pretty influential on some young guys who've been in the gym and, and he kept people off of steroids. One thing they didn't um, mention in this article is that um, – he said that part of why he said in the beginning that he wasn't using steroids is because so many people have died from steroid use that he didn't want to promote it. Um, which makes sense because if you think from him, he's a rich dude. So he's he's got he he even said he has a doctor that monitors his steroid use and eleven thousand dollars a month, like crazy shit. Right. But if you're if you're influencing young guys who are just normal dudes, middle class, whatever, they're just getting their shit from somebody else, like any drug addict would do. You know <laughs> what I mean? So right. I got the logic of what he said, but he's still a douchebag because you know, come on, right. you lied. Yeah. You know. Um, but I mean, hopefully you can turn it around, but anyone who thought he wasn't on steroids is a fucking idiot. <laughs> this dude, this dude looks like a monster. I know. Like, and he's the, he's a really sweet guy. I've, I've, I've heard him speak. One, the only time I ever heard him on a pod, he's been on a lot of podcasts. The only time I've ever heard him on a podcast get real is for that one guy. That's a fucking idiot who keeps getting canceled. I forget what his name is. He said that, um, he was talking about Ben. He's Jewish, but he said if the if the Nazis ever started killing Jewish people again, he hopes Ben Shapiro goes first. Oh shit! And I was like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that's way too far. Yeah. Um, and he got he got he got banned off some shit for that or whatever. Hmm. But um, he was on his podcast and he said um, because he's such a big guy, um, the Liver King, right? Such a big guy, like it must be crazy, like fucking your wife. Just some weird shit like that. And even I, I heard it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who asked that? And immediately the dude, the 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 like the fun time guy faded away. And he goes, first, I just want to say, never speak about my wife in that in that light again. Damn. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking don't be talking about how I fuck my wife, bro. I would have I would have smacked him. <laughs> he was he was a lot cooler than I would have been. I would I would have been like, well, if you want to know, just ask your wife. <laughs> Ask your fucking girl, bitch. I'll bend her over this fucking table. But um, that's the only time I've ever seen him be like, quote unquote, mean. Right. Although it was justified. Yeah. You know, he's he's a, he's a, he was always fun time, you know, but he he. Uh, yeah, it's sad. You know, it's 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 kind of sad when you he's not a hero of mine, but I know he's a hero of a lot of people. And it's sad when people just fall from grace like that. Hopefully he can pick it back up. I think he start starts. This apology is a good start, though. He didn't go. 
well, I did it because of this, <laughs> this, 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 you know, that right. would have been fail. Like, it's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's good when people apologize and they actually apologize. Yeah. Even though he really doesn't need to apologize, he I, still did it, you know? I mean, I, you know, if you're promoting something and you, you counter that, I don't, I think you should at least apologize to being like, yeah, I apologize for telling you guys bullshit. Yeah. You know? I, he it's it's still the right thing to do. I'm just saying he doesn't need to. Most of his business ventures are not going to be harmed by him being revealed that he does steroids. He has a lot of companies. Yeah. I'm just saying that like fiscally he doesn't need to do it. So he's a decent dude for doing it in the first place. Mm. You know. So whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Liver king, bro. <laughs> eat liver. Eat liver, yeah. And you'll look like that. Yeah. That's right. Eat liver. I mean, eat liver. Eat um eat natural stuff and do steroids. And you'll look exactly like this guy. <laughs> one thing one thing I will say he's right about though, human beings should eat more organ meat. Listen, in America, people throw all that shit out. Mm. And it's like super dense in fucking nutrients <laughs> like thanksgiving's the worst time they go oh the heart and all that throw that out like why eat that shit <laughs> we use it to make gravy mm. delicious <laughs> in the heart of my enemies of course well i mean that, that i figured that goes without saying that's right Thanks for tuning in. We have no ads, so we can be editorially independent. And we can only do that with your support. So if you'd like to donate to make this podcast and all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network self-sustaining, you can go to thelazygeeks.com and click on that donate button. If you can't help us out monetarily, you can share the show with your friends. Rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. This will give us bigger exposure. All of this helps. Trust me. Never trust somebody who says trust me. And you can check out all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network, The Away Team, which is our Star Trek-centric podcast. We recap each episode of Trek in canonical order with a bit of a twist. And you can find it pretty much wherever you found this one. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking, so you don't have to. <laughs>